It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. And now it feels real. Welcome on in. Sports Radio 94 WIP. This is the official Eagles schedule release show. Joe Gilio with you. Most crowds behind the glass this uh, this evening. And in with me for the next couple hours is James Seltzer of the Go Birds podcast, uh, among other things he does here at WIP, like the Midday Show and Hi-Hos podcast. James, what's up, man? Hey, buddy. How you doing? I'm not going to lie to you. Little bit of chills there with that music. I know. Got it going Old for school. me. Old school, yeah. That, that's that, beautiful. That is great. All right, we got a lot to get into here, James, the next two hours. So it is NFL schedule release night, and uh, obviously, you know, some of this stuff is leaked out already. <laughs> it's the way it works. Yeah, but, it's good that they have a whole show. Yeah, the NFL releases yes. the schedule, but we all know. Yeah, so. so at 8 o'clock, we will have an official schedule. And don't you guys worry. At 8 o'clock, James and I are going to look at the schedule, and we're going to do what is a staple. We get to be the first ones I'm, on WIP this year to do it. I'm you realize that. I thought about it on the way in. Yeah. I was like, I get to be the first person on WIP to do win-loss. What an honor. It's, I can't wait. It's 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 a staple of sports radio. It's a All must. The, yeah. Win-loss. Everyone's going to do it tomorrow. We'll do it tonight at 8 o'clock. So we'll have the full schedule. We do have some stuff that is kind of leaked out here. Joining us at 8.30, and I'm excited for this, is Merrill Reese. Merrill's wow, going to join us. Amazing. Which um, means we're going to make him do the win-loss game. <laughs> and my other favorite thing about Merrill is he'll give us his thoughts on where he's traveling to. Because, oh, you know, you know yeah. he likes some places he doesn't. He, oh, I yeah. know he hates Washington. He's talked a lot yeah. about Washington and what a dump that place is. Totally. So yes. we're going to have Merrill on later in the show to give his thoughts on us. And, and you guys be part of the show as well. 215-592-9494. The schedule release show. All right, James, let's. Let's just talk big picture for a second here. We do know a little bit about the start of the schedule, but you and I haven't spoken about the Eagles. Um, you know, you were on with me for the Roundtable Phillies show, so yes. we, we know how our thoughts on that. But where, where are you on this Eagles team? Because it's funny. I was thinking about this the other night. Like, I would say the temperature of the city that I felt up until draft night was, eh, like, all right, like, they're not bad. They didn't improve that much. 
Still, the jury's out for a lot of people. I feel like it's a split city on the quarterback, which what else is new? It's Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. But I didn't feel a lot of buzz for the Eagles. And then draft night came, and it just totally flipped. Like, on 180 in one night, I feel like people are excited. I think they could be a good team. And, and James, I, I think they could win the NFCs. Before I see the full schedule, I think they can win the NFCs. Joe, we're not going to be disagreeing too much tonight then because I'm 100% with you. And I was very down on this team last year. I've been very down on Howie Roseman the last few years. But I think you look at the last year that this guy's had, basically from the Carson Wentz trade forward, I mean, masterful. I mean, he's really brought this team back from the brink and put them in a really good position. And to your point, man, I don't ever remember – a single move changing a, a fan base's opinion of a team as much as the A.J. Bound trade. It totally changed everything. All of a sudden, there's yeah. juice for this team. People are excited. It's like, we might have the, one of the best offenses in football. And we were going from, like, can this team even throw the ball to all of a sudden everyone is, is all in on this team. And honestly, I think they should be. I think they're going to be good. I think they're going to improve from last year. And we're going to talk about it. But, hey, you know, everyone last year, oh, easy schedule, easy schedule. Guess what? Easy schedule. Easy schedule again. So I, I think they're in, and especially you think about Sirianni year two, Hurts in year two in the same system. Year two is the starter. Like all the other young guys getting another yep. year in that. There, there's a lot of reason for optimism at this team. So I, I'm going to say something now, and I don't want this to be misconstrued because I don't think, I, I, I like Jalen Hurts. I don't think he's going to jump to become an MVP level player this season. But this offseason, when you add it all together, it kind of reminds me of 16 going into 17. Sure. Like, you know, they, they were an okay team in 16. This, in, you know, 20, they won 21, they were better. They won nine, but they're okay. Um, the quarterback, you saw some things, but they were still like, all right, we'll see how good he is. Now, Wentz was the number two pick. Hertz was second round pick, so it's not exactly the same. But then they went and got Alshon Jeffrey, right? And there, and there was like a buzz going into 17. And a couple, uh, I guess it was last week, James, I was filling in for Angelo, and we had Brandon Graham in for an hour. Mm-hmm. And just, I just sensed from him, like, an excitement like he it's almost like he's rejuvenated because this is the first time I feel like in a few years where there's like a buzz that they could be good last year no one had any expectations and even into 20 it was like it felt weird it felt like they were they were on the downslope of that run they had in 17 and 18 this is the first year I sense optimism from the team about where they're going it's a great point Kelsey I think is another example of that and it's well how about you I'm sure you guys played on the show his reaction to AJ Brown it was unbelievable And then, you know what stuck with me that Jason Kelsey said? I thought it was a really impactful thing for him to say. When asked why he's coming back, he's like, I had fun playing for Sirianni. Yep. Like, I enjoyed this. This is fun. I want to do this. Kind of like early Doug. It was like a buzz. Yes. And that was the, uh, I I will fight anyone, that the most important thing about that 17 season was the chemistry, was the team, was that group of guys, the we all we got, we all we need, us against the world, the underdog thing. Those are powerful, motivating things in a sport where it's all about motivation. It's all about going out and wanting to beat the dude in front of you and wanting it more. I think that stuff is super impactful in the NFL in particular, even more than other sports. And I think that this team feels like they got a little juice going there. I agree with you. I think these guys like playing for Sirianni. They like the culture he's creating. And to the you know the point with AJ Brown coming here, I think they like Jalen Hurts as their leader. We yeah. don't know if he's good enough yet. We'll get into all that. Right. But in terms of just like a guy being the leader of a team and them going out to fight for that dude and the general and all that, it feels like Jalen Hurts is a guy that players respond to. Yeah, there, there's some uh, – it's weird because they're totally opposite as players, but there's some foals to him and that like – Absolutely. They all love him. They, they want him to be the quarterback. 215-592-9494. If you want to hop in and be part of the show here, it's our schedule release show. So one hour from now, we will have the full Eagles schedule and – 
we got to look at the other teams in the division, their schedule as well. But let's let's just jump in quickly on what we know already, and it's confirmed. We know, and the Eagles put this out, week one, they're in Detroit against the Lions. They open as a four-and-a-half-point favorite here, James. Uh, it's interesting. It's, it, it's the kind of game where – they should win. They're better. Yeah, you could say that. But I, I do think it's it's kind of weird because they went there last year and blew the Lions out. The Lions are kind of a team that people are intrigued by, I guess, a little bit because they were spunky last year. They weren't. They weren't. Well, we all thought. Well, there were a lot of people who thought they might lose, lose that, that game, game going in. But the rest of the year, they weren't awful. Like they lost a bunch. They fought. They fought. Mm-hmm. I, I'm happy it's the Lions. Right? I'm, it's not. A, it's not a tough game. I do think that is an interesting spot for the Eagles. Like if they go in there and win convincingly. That's going to really impress me in week one because that Lions team, for the most part last year, they were in a lot of close games. Yeah, they fight. Again, I think it's a good way to put it. And Dan Campbell seems like he's instilled that kind of thing in this team that they might not be very talented, but you know what? They're not going to roll over. And I think that is a tough team in a sense to start the season against. But to your point, I mean, you look at the schedule, I would say Detroit, one of the three or four teams you're most excited to play this season. Right. And that's what I wanted. Coming into the schedule before any leaks, before anything, I just said, I want it easy to start. I, again, The I think opposite it, of last year. The opposite. I think last year is really more of an anomaly. I think usually you see teams get hot to start the season, get on a roll like 2017, build on that confidence builds, chemistry builds, all that's winning breeds confidence. I think that starting against a, a team like Detroit is a real win for the Eagles. But to your point, you're right. It's not a cupcake in the way that it might have been you know, a couple years ago. Right? Yeah, so week one in Detroit, we know about the Eagles have put that one out. They open as four-and-a-half-point favorites. And then we know week two. We found that out a couple days ago. The home opener against Minnesota. Now, Minnesota's been a decent team for a while now. They're not <laughs> yeah, bad. Yeah. They're just blah. They're, they're, they're so blah. They, they've taken on the personality of Kirk Cousins, yes. right? Like, he's not bad. Yeah. Anyone that calls Cousins bad he's is fine. silly. He's fine. He's a pretty good quarterback. But I like that as a home opener spot. One because Cousins on the road, I think is ten and or no prime time, ten and seventeen in prime I time. I think it's eight and seven. Okay, yeah, he's. I, well, I saw eight and seventeen. It's one of those type of numbers. It's bad, yeah. right? He just one o'clock Sunday. I don't want to play Kirk Cousins. I agree with you. Eight p.m. here, I do. It. James, it's set. Like it is set up for them to go two and zero to start the season. That and that's like the total opposite last year because they had to dig out of a 2 and 5 start if they go 2 and 0 oh, we're going to there's going to be buzz around here there will be and i think there should be again and i do think it matters not just for us and for the fan base and us getting excited about this team i think it matters to win games early i think it breeds confidence i think these guys will start believing in themselves believing in the system believing it hurts if he looks good yep. and and it's a game about confidence the football's a game about going out and being confident in what you do and i think that something like that a good start to the season can can maybe foster it even more than than what you would already have it's interesting you know we're talking about expectations I I do wonder over the next and it starts tomorrow right because everyone has a schedule in front of them Mm -hmm. you'll see predictions it's not just us yes I I I wonder if the Eagles are going to end up being that team this summer people start jumping on it feels like we're trending that way because I I mean there's two separate discussions here one it's the Eagles and what they did but James just independently I thought the Cowboys have had an awful offseason they lost two offensive linemen. I know they drafted one. We'll see if he could play. But they lost two starting offensive linemen. They lost Amari Cooper. They lost Cedric Wilson, who was pretty good at the end of last year. Randy I, Gregory. Yes. I know they brought Gallup back, but he got hurt late in the season. He's coming off an ACL. I, it doesn't feel like the Cowboys are headed for a disappointing year. And I, I thought they were kind of overrated with based on their record anyway last year. They weren't great. Oh, they weren't. No, they definitely weren't. And and I think they were one of those teams that started hot. Everyone's like, oh, the Cowboys, look at them. And as the season right. went on and they started to lose guys and started to kind of play the season out, they just weren't that good. They were okay. You know? And you saw it in the playoff game and when they lost. And you saw it in the playoff. And, I, you know, I think Dak's a good quarterback. 
but I don't think Dak's great. You know, I think there was a time last year everyone started to be like, oh, Dak, MVP guy, he's great. And then I think we saw the real yeah. Dak as the season progressed. I think he's a fine, a good quarterback. But I don't think you're winning games just because of Dak. I don't think you're going to the Super Bowl just because of Dak. I don't think he's that type of guy. And to your point, I mean, losing Amari Cooper matters. Losing Randy Gregory matters. Losing offensive linemen matters. Where on the flip side, the Eagles went out and, and filled holes. They got Hassan Reddick. They got A.J. Brown. They had a good draft. They did all these things. Uh, and and I don't think they're done adding for what it, you know what it's worth. James Bradbury's out there. Yep. Other guys, I think the secondary gets at least one more guy. So, yeah, I man, I... I'm actually shocked at how optimistic I am right now about not just the team, but the division, their chances to win it, all that. Well, the other part of the division, I still think the Giants are a while away, right? I know they got a new coach. I think they want to be. Yeah. I don't think the Giants have any intent. Look, they're not going to lose games on purpose. You know, no Hugh Jackson here or whatever. But it's kind of a long-term thing. I I think Joe Shane is looking at this and saying, hey, I don't believe in Daniel Jones. They didn't pick up his fifth-year option. I'm sure him and Dable are coming in. They want their guy. There's... You know, Mel Kuyper is talking about seven quarterbacks going in the first round, whatever it is. I think the Giants are looking at this and saying, hey, we're not going to be that good anyway. We're going to play young guys. We're going to develop. And I think the Giants are fine being a bad football team this year. So that, the only team we haven't discussed here, James, that leaves the Washington <laughs> Commanders, led by Carson Wentz. It is, it's almost poetic that he's back in the division it's now. It's not almost poetic. It is poetic. It's poetic. It is poetic. So uh, we, don't, we don't have the full exact schedule. That comes at 8 o'clock. We'll give it to you as soon as it, do, it does come out. But we do have some of these leaks that have come out. One of them, confirmed by the Washington Post, uh, one of the beat writers down there, Eagles will host the Commanders Week 10 Monday night football. We knew it was a lock that it would be a primetime game. Like the NFL had to do it. My only gripe is that it's not earlier in the season. I agree. Because he gets hurt. He gets hurt. Benched, whatever. Um, You know, it, it might not have the same buzz. But, boy, if the Eagles are, let's say, pretty good and the Commanders are at least, well, it doesn't matter what the record is. If As long as he's starting. Yeah. That will be one of the most just wild scenes. Like, we get two of these. We'll we'll get to the other one. But we get two moments this year at home. We get to welcome back someone who, in theory, like, should be a, a, you know, a guy we talk about forever. And it will be with Carson Wentz, just the wrong way. What do you think it's going to be like at the link that night? It's a a really fascinating one because, and and I'm sure this will change over time. And, and, you know, time heals all wounds and all that stuff. But but it's a fascinating legacy for Carson Wentz here. I, I mean, personally, the way I look at it, is that dude played a big role in me getting a Super Bowl. Well, he did. That's it. That's it. Everything else, like, I hated it. I hated him in the moment. I hated him so much in the moment when he went, that that all happened and he grested out and I no accountability and I couldn't stand it. But now that he's gone, now that he was out of my hair for a year and all that and I got to root against him and I got to watch him fail against Jacksonville and all that, like, I don't like Carson Wentz. I'm not rooting for Carson Wentz, but I appreciate what he did here and what he meant for my my team and yeah. my, my experience with my team. So I think it's really complicated. I don't know. I feel like I would cheer him at first and then boom the rest of the game. But even then, like the cheer wouldn't be as as full throated, so to speak, as it as it probably would have been if, if all that happened. Yeah, I, you know, I can't I'm actually and like I I want to see the Eagles win that game forty four to nothing. Yeah. But I can't uh, more than anything. I if you ask me right now, I think it's gonna be a little bit mixed in the building. I, I think the the booze will drown out the Will there be any cheers? Will it, will, or will the people it, in your feel yeah. like you just kind of be quieter? I think they'll be more quiet. But I mean, if he comes out at first, I think you give him a little, like you know, a little quick cheer. Yeah. Hey, thanks the for fact the that he's Bowl. in the division, though, and a rival, it changes it. it like does. if he came back with the Colts, which we thought that's where it was going to end up. Yep. Obviously, that didn't last very long. I think that would have been different. I think you're right about One that. One every four years, yeah. it's like this is the only time he's ever coming back. Yeah. And this might be the only time. <laughs> it I mean, probably will be. I with mean, the way his career is going, yeah. he might not be in the league very long. But 
it's going to be like that will be such a great scene. I can't I can't wait for that week leading up to it on WIP oh, because that's buddy. all we're going to talk about. Oh, right? it's going to it's going to be awesome. Again, like if you think about it just in the last let's say, you know, 5 years or whatever, in what we do for a living, like, is there a name in your life that you've said more than Carson Wentz? Other no. than maybe your kid's name and your wife's name? Like, nope. that's it. I've said Carson Wentz's name a million times. Burned in my brain, and I'm sure yours as well, is I see the call screen. It just oh, says Wentz. Wentz, Wentz, Wentz. Carson Wentz. or yep. Wentz, totally. either way. Totally. Yeah, I know. It's He's been the most talked about athlete in this city. I mean, it, you would throw him and a couple basketball players, maybe, the, maybe Bryce Harper, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that's it. That's who we've talked about. And then the coaches, obviously. Speaking of coaches – Looks like week four is Doug Peterson's mm-hmm. return, and it's there'll it's be fun. no ambiguity with that one. That my will friend. be <laughs> that will be a hero's return, yeah, as it should be. As so Howard be. and I were talking about this, and I, I, my theory is that he has to be the only coach or player to return to a city where his statue is outside the building. It's <laughs> a great point. Like Doug Peterson's statue is outside what the, the stadium, and he's coming back here to coach. I can't wait to cheer Doug in week four oh, if that's the game. I. I love the man. I love him. I'm rooting for Jacksonville because of him. They're my new AFC team. Why not? Like, unless you're playing the Eagles, go Jags. I just, I love Doug Peterson. And I know that it got a little, you know, ugly that last year. And there yeah. were a lot of people who didn't like him as a coach and all that. But regardless of that last year, obviously what he did for us in the Super Bowl, and I don't care what anyone says, the man was a genius the Super Bowl year. In-game, game planning. I know he had a lot of help and all that, but Doug Peterson every button. Was, was on a heater, man. I mean, <laughs> everything the guy did was. Was, was just the right move, and I'll never, never be able to thank him enough for that and what he gave us. But on top of that, like he just seemed like a great dude, man. Like Who has a problem with Doug Peterson, the person? You can't. He's smiling, jovial, seemed like a great guy. His players yep. loved him. I just I think there's few people who have come back, especially as recently as he has, who deserve a full, you know, standing ovation. The entire crowd stop it all and and get up and cheer for that dude as much as Doug. Yeah, I, I can't wait for that. Look, that looks like it's an early season game this year. So the two divisions, because there's always so many different elements of the schedule. The two divisions the Eagles are going to play this year, outside of of the NFC East, obviously, are so they're going to play the AFC South. Thank goodness. And they're going to play the NFC North. Which and I, I've got to say, among the divisions they could play, you can't ask for much. Easier than that. I think it's probably the best, too. I mean, you could argue maybe you want to play the NFC South, you know, because outside of right. Brady, it's pretty bad. It's similar. Um, to the North yeah, in a lot of ways. But Minnesota maybe a little better. Second team, Green Bay maybe probably not as good as Tampa agreed. Bay. But it all kind of evens yeah. out. But, I mean, the AFC South, easily the AFC division you want to face. Oh, I mean, it's I mean, not even a question. Two awful teams with Houston and, and Jacksonville. Okay teams, you know. Yeah. Who knows? They may be good, maybe okay. You know, Tennessee just lost a pretty damn good player, you right. know. So, I, and who knows, Matt Ryan? I think he'll be good there. But he's thirty-six. It could be anything. So, yeah. In terms of the divisions, you got that extra stuff. I mean, they couldn't have got luckier. Yeah, it's it's actually the opposite of last year because last year, you know, we, we we went through it early in the season. It was like, man, they have to play the what was it? The AFC West last yes. year and who they play in the NFC? The it NFC. The, s- it would have been the South because they played Brady and all them. Right. Yep. That and that was. Uh, I mean, especially the AFC West. I mean, that's probably the most brutal division of football. Mm-hmm. And that tough start was part of it. I mean, this year you kind of add it together. And the other part of the element of the schedule this year is James. They get nine home games. Yep. Because they're one. doing the reverse AFC NFC thing. I. It was weird when they did that last year because I was like, all right, how are they going to do the seventeenth game? And I remember Tucker's idea was maybe a neutral site game, which would kind of be cool. It is a uh, cool idea, yeah. But obviously they didn't want to give up revenue and money. For these <laughs> really? Stadiums. No, you're sure it's surprising. But I mean, these guys love to give up revenue, I feel like. Every other year, it's an advantage for the NFC. Absolutely it is. Yeah, it's it's a really big advantage. And look, it'll be an advantage every other year the other way. But 
in this case, especially with how the Eagles' schedule is set up already as, as easy as it looks like it's going to be, having that extra game is just like an added bonus. It's it's huge. So last year, and we'll find out when the, when the schedule comes out, and you're listening to the uh, the Eagles special schedule show, Joe Gillio, James Seltzer hanging out for the next couple hours. Merrill Royce is going to join us at 8.30. When we get the full schedule, the, the thing I'm probably – most interested in, because we know a lot of the games, and, and we obviously knew the opponents before, is when is the bye, James? Because last mm-hmm. year, it's funny, the bye is always a beauty in the eye of the beholder. Like You could spin it any way you want. I, ideally, you want it somewhere in the middle. That's what I would think. But last year, it was towards the end. And it was I thought, the last week the buys were a part of the league. Was it 14? 14, yeah. it was the last group of buys. And they spun it, and actually, it, I think it worked out. They were fresh down the stretch, mm-hmm. and they finished that, sure. and they got in the playoffs. This year, just from what we've seen leaked, it looks like it's going to be earlier. Uh, so which six or seven, something yeah, like that. Yeah, somewhere in there, which is okay. But what my worry on the other end of that is we get to, you know, it's an 18 week season now. So if this team's good and we both think they could be pretty good and we're talking about the playoffs, that means they haven't had a, a week off in, you know, months. Yeah. That's a problem. It's a long haul. Yeah. And especially if the, the leaks are right, you've got that stretch of three away games towards the back end right. of the season. You add that in with the early bye. The schedule looks tougher on the back end than on the first yep. end. So while I, I did want an easier schedule to start, I think that's important. You could definitely look at it in a way where with the bye early, kind of after that bye, it could be a real marathon, so to speak, to, to make it all happen. Yeah, I mean, if they're good, you know what we're going to be talking about in November. Like, they have to get the bye. They yeah. have to get a bye. Yeah. Well, there's only one bye now, which makes it tougher. only one bye, which tougher. makes it really yeah. hard. Probably not going to be that good to do that. But that's that's always a big one. And then you mentioned that there is, um, you know, one of the leaks out there is, is potentially three straight road games in December, which... Howard said it last hour, and I agree with him. It's probably the him, yeah. most unfair thing that the NFL does to any team, not just the Eagles, because it you know it happens once in a while to all these teams. But there's no way around it. That is a killer. Like if you win, and I was mentioning the Super Bowl year, they won two of the three. Mm-hmm. If you win two out of the three, I don't care who the opponents are. They could be three bad teams. You, it's a thumbs up. Like I'll just take that right now. That's hard. Oh my god, I would take two in a second. I think the me? Bengals last year had it and lost to the Jets yeah, in well, that the, last the one. The Saints, when the Eagles whooped the Saints last year, that was the Saints' third straight right. road game, and we saw what happened: forty to eighteen. And the Saints were were not great or anything, but I don't think the Eagles were that much better. No, than the it was Saints. the three straight road games. It was games. the three straight road games. So I, yeah, I think it's a massive disadvantage for any team that has it. You hope, and it looks like if the the leaks are right, the first two games of it should be winnable. And then you just assume you go into Dallas on on Christmas Eve and lose because that's probably going to happen anyway. They don't play great in Dallas as of late. I mean, since you know 2017, I think they haven't won there, so they've been pretty bad in Dallas. Yeah, so well, it's it's been a long time. It's been really bad. They won 2017 there, and since then, I, I don't know if they have. They might have been one in there, but I wasn't I feel that like the they 2017 didn't. game the where 37 and nine. I think was that uh, one. Who uh, who was the kicker? Uh, was it? It wasn't Jake. Was it? Was it? Was, it was, it was Jake, Jake. Yeah, he got hurt. Did yeah, it, and that was the Camus Gourget Hill kicking kicking, the ball game. Yes, and they were well, going for two. Your, your ability, I noticed this when, when you were on with Howard, your ability to pull out the games and the facts and the memories of it. It just like sits up there. very impressive. too much up very there. Very impressive. But you're, it, it, they've stunk in Dallas they've last year. They've stunk, years. man. They stunk. And from my I mean, memory. That's Hurts' worst game we've ever seen him play was Dallas last year. I mean, oh, there are a awful. couple you could throw in there, but that one for me, that was, the, in my opinion, the worst I've ever seen. The and what play. made that worse for me than the playoff game is, and I don't, I don't feel enough people have talked about this, he clearly re-injured his ankle in the playoff game. Yes. He couldn't push off. The ankle was a thing. Yeah. He, well, he, he had surgery. Saw, he had, exactly. And also, you just knew it in the moment. Like, right. he just wasn't running as much. And when he did, he didn't have that same burst, that same wiggle. Like, it was clear that ankle was a bigger deal than than anyone made it to be in the season. And that's what bothered me, uh, just to go on a hurt tangent for a second, when people bring up that, remember the throw where they had the interception in the front of the end zone? Of course, yeah. 
If you go back and rewatch that, he like double clutched it two times, and my, my I keep thinking it's because he knew he couldn't put the pressure on his leg. Yeah, because he can make that throw. Sure. Like if he can't make that throw, then he can't be a winning quarterback. Yes, that, like that's I, true. I he, we've seen him make that throw, but that that um I agree with you. That Dallas game, he hurts us to get his first win in Dallas. I know, I know. You can't be an long term Eagle quarterback no. unless you at least get a win in Dallas. Well, he has to beat Dallas, right? I mean, period. You know what? I, I'm sure at some point this summer or in the course of this fall, you guys on your show in the midday, Go Birds, my show, we're all going to do the what does Jalen Hurts have to do to be the yep. long-term quarterback? Yep. It's got to beat Dallas. <laughs> yeah, it's a great I one. mean, he's got to beat Dallas. This, this is a rocket science. All right, 215-592-9494. I'll tell you, hop in. James Seltzer in for the next couple hours. It is our Eagles release schedule release special here. We'll get the full schedule, and we'll know it officially coming up at 8 p.m. We know some of the leaks. Week one, the Lions. In Detroit, week two, the Minnesota Vikings. When we get back, let's look at the NFC East, uh, the teams we know they're going to play, and who they're playing in week one, because there's a couple really good matches with the other NFC East teams in week one. We'll do that next, right here on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Is it football season? Feels like it. Welcome back. Sports Radio 94 WIP. Joe Giglio joined by James Seltzer, Eagles schedule release special as we get set for eight o'clock the full schedule will be out james and i are, are ready game by game now now what do you do are, are you an iphone guy or are you gonna write it down pen and paper how do you do the win loss i go just, right off the top of my head man. boom yeah win loss just, win loss just now gut, you know here's what do i feel in the okay, moment i yes. like that now yes. here's my question do you go in because this is always uh, everyone's different on this do you go into the schedule like so at 8 o'clock, it'll come out. We'll tell everyone exactly what it is. Yes. Now, do you have a number kind of in your head right now, and then as you go through it, you try to make it match up, or do you not even think about what you think of the team and you just go game by game? Because, you know, for example, like let's just say I think they're an 11-win team. Yep. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, you know, I'm going through, and I'm like, oh I got five losses. Mm-hmm. It's, it's October fifth. Mm-hmm. It's October thirtieth. You kind of have to go undefeated the yeah. rest. Of it. Do you do that, or do you just try to just do it? It's a great question. I'm happy you asked it. Um, <laughs> it's a combo of both, actually. So I, I don't. I go. I have an idea of what I think they're going to be. Yeah, like, I we know all in do. my head yeah. where I think what type of team I have a you know a two win range or so that I'm I'm you know going to be somewhere in there. But I don't purposefully say, all right, I got to get to twelve. I got to get to twelve. But I will as I'm going consciously think about the fact that just because in this moment I think they're going to win every game they're going to win, they're not. Something's going to happen. They're going to win one they're not supposed to. They're going to lose one they're not supposed to, so on and so forth. So I do try to think that way as I do it. But I don't, and I and I know what type of team I think they're going to be. But I don't ever say I'm getting to twelve. So now I'm at three. I got to do this to get to twelve. I don't do it that specifically. Yeah, I, everyone goes about it differently. I, I I try not to think too much about what I I think they're going to be. Like they're a ten win team, eleven nine, whatever. Because that could cloud your judgment of the schedule. You got to go can. game by game. We'll do that coming up next hour. Two one five five nine two nine four nine four. I actually heard uh, the afternoon show today. They were doing it off the mock schedule. Like they Ooh. were, they were just they were a day ahead. They just were ready for it. I think I heard Ike at twelve. Uh, Jack was at eight. Not I didn't, I didn't, yeah, I didn't hear Marks's number, uh, but I think he was kind of more towards Jack's end of things. Uh, eight. I mean, that's. I don't know what's worse. Eight wins for the this year's team or that those auto zone yeah, Jack commercials. I, there, well, there's nothing worse <laughs> than that. Let's be honest. Uh, I mean, the man can't change a tire. But I will just say this. I hope he's listening because I'll say it right to him. Hey, Jack. Oh, he's listening. Stick to baseball, and we're good. And it's we good. did it. Dave's <laughs> Dave's in Chester. Dave wants to chat here about the Eagles and this defense. What's up, Dave? What's going on, gentlemen? James, how are you? What brother? up, buddy? Nice to hear your voice, Dave. All right, man. So I'm super excited, man. Howie really, really did his thing this offseason. He put together one blank of an offense. My problem is 
there's a big holes in defense yet, man. And the last time I checked, you had to stop the def- the opponent at least once, unless you were able to manage the clock 100% correctly. And let's face it, Sirianni hasn't proved that to us yet. I mean, look, I, I like what they did on offense, but we got Josh Sweat. We signed him. Okay, good. We got um, uh, Barnett. I don't have that much faith in Barnett, except for him to make a stupid penalty here and there. Um w- Brandon Graham, I love him to death, but he's coming off of an injury and he's old. How much can we expect from the, from, from the edge rushers here, guys? Well, I think I think Reddick's a big deal. Um, I, I think it's a big deal. And, I, Dave, I think it's interesting what, what happened with the defense this offseason. They didn't say it out loud until the last couple of days. They're clearly moving over 3-4. Yeah. I mean, just when you kind of add it together, uh, signing Kaiser White, signing Hassan Reddick, Drafting the Kobe Dean, Jordan Davis, Jordan Davis, so. who's a, I mean, who's like if you drew if you try, typical, yeah, yeah, if you try to draw up a nose tackle, it is Jordan Davis. Dave, I think the three four move is going to help them. Um, I'm still a little bit worried about the secondary safety, that's, the other corner, but I I think they're improved in the front seven by a lot. Well, that that, that was the second part of it was the secondary and, the, and just the secondary in general. And even though Howie tells us we got to trust him, I mean, I, I can't do it until I see it. I'm not confident with anybody else outside of slaying. I mean, face it, 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 the right number one will will trash him on the field. We've seen it happen over and over again already. Um, I do want to say this about the schedule and a little bit that has been leaked. Mm-hmm. Is anybody else excited that we have the Saints pick and they look like they're going to be not so great with the eighth hardest schedule in the league? And we play them in January. Anybody, anybody else ecstatic about that? Even if we're horrible, then we have something to look forward to in January, boys. Yeah, that. Y'all have a great night. You too, Dave. We appreciate it. That we'll throw that in as what to watch for here. Sponsored by Xfinity. Xfinity, the fast internet in Philadelphia, and the sponsor of our Xfinity X One Lounge. Yeah, we got another team to root against. We had two last year. I love year. it, man. Dolphins and Colts. Now we get the Saints. I so I loved that trade. Period. I thought it was just. I mean. Honestly, I don't know what Mickey Loomis was doing. I don't know what he was thinking. It seems like such a short-sighted move by New Orleans and just how he pouncing, how he's seeing an opportunity, yep. taking advantage of it. I don't think there's any way he gets that all on draft okay. night if he makes that same trade. So I, I just love the trade, but you know, a nice little fringe benefit of it is it's really fun to root against another team like that. And I think the Saints have a chance to, I'm just if trying not to be bad, put my head around what it is good. he says. So I think there's an opportunity. Yeah, they seem like a good team to try to short. I mean, like, totally. They, they look I mean, at their Jameis, they so lose their I'll head coach. Say, and it's Jameis off an injury. Off an injury. You know, Andy Dalton's the backup there. I mean, it's not like Steve it gets much better if Davis King, goes Steve. out. So you mentioned you didn't and know what the Saints were doing. You. Like, I, I kind of right? thought when it okay. happened that maybe they think they have to get two picks to move up for a quarterback. That was I, what I thought, too. Obviously, the way it played out, yeah. nobody moved I mean, up for a quarterback. You, when you see the the breakdown of all the okay. picks the Saints essentially gave up to go up and get Chris Olave at 11. All right, here we go it's in insane. three, It's stunning. Two, it's one of the most shocking things one. I've seen a general manager do in the Welcome NFL. Welcome back to Dodgers. Danny and beautiful night for baseball here in Los Angeles. It's a good point by the car. Like, by and, and from the leaks we've seen, it sounds like that New Orleans game will be very late in the season. The uh, so that, that, we'll that's two that things I think of. One, you know, they could be playing a, a pretty bad team with something extra on the line. But two, I was thinking, I was wondering if the NFL put it late in the season because, you know, late in the season, sometimes teams will just rest players. We saw the Eagles in back-to-back years for two different kind of reasons, just not play the last game of the season. If it's the Saints, you know they're going to play. That's a really interesting 
the Eagles to play. Well, that is a fascinating thought that I didn't think about. The players were going to I really like that. They're tired of Howie Roseman. Because that game matters Their physical didn't come back the way the were hoping, so the trade got squashed. The Phillies ended up moving in a different direction and making a deal for Kyle I wonder if we get there. Like, let's say the Eagles don't need the game. Let's say they win the division. I know we're being very optimistic on that, but let's say they don't need the game in the last week. I wonder if that would be, like, I wonder how they would handle that, because their MO has been, we're not going to take any risks. Yeah, like, this one tonight, what if the Saints are the 5 and 11? Yeah, like, we're talking like a top five pick or something like that. I mean, there's real value. Just talk about the draft chart. Like, yes. the difference between the 12 pick and the 5 pick is massive. He tosses yeah, it would be, it would be like, me. for right. our audience, okay, here we people go. would scream if they put a player out there <laughs> and they get hurt. Like, you're trying for a draft pick for the playoffs? It's one of the all-time great Okay, thank you, Steve. We appreciate it. We'll take a timeout. We've got more for you coming up on tonight's ballgame and on tonight's pregame show. Next up, we'll hear from You want to tank? Well, how about this? Two years later, you got the play guys to make sure you don't lose that draft pick status. All right, James, let's hit the week one games we know about and how they pertain to the Eagles here. So we know it's Eagles at the Lions week one. It is currently looking at a four and a half point Eagles number. I I love that these sports book put, sports books put these numbers up. It's in Take one two, hand, it's uh, crazy. Three, on two, the other hand, it's like one. all right, it gives you kind of a glimpse okay, of Steve, what thank everyone you very thinks. Much. We'll talk yeah, I, I agree with you on that. It's also, I mean, it's a wild. I mean, I guess you could say, oh, I'm getting value we'll and right. nothing changes. Right like this, this will be we'll seven by the start of the season. But the idea that you would bet on a game, what is it? Four months out. It's great. Anything can happen. It's crazy. So here are the NFC East games. For week one. We know the Eagles are at the Lions. Now, this one, I mean, this has just got to be like, are they just trolling Carson Wentz? Carson Wentz <laughs> and it. the Commanders will host Doug Peterson and the Jaguars. And that's a double whammy for Wentz. We've got the whole Doug thing, right? And the two uh, of them obviously left on bad terms. Yep. And then it's the Jaguars, which is the, that's he's gonna have the team that, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's a great point. That had to be last year. And I know we all kind of laughed it off and we, we had fun with it here. They were a 16-point regular season favorite yeah. and lost the game outright. And that, I'll never forget watching Ursay after the game. I was like, oh, yeah, Carson never played for them. <laughs> you maybe. knew it. Yeah. I mean, you could tell from the, everything they said. And, and I don't blame him. If I'm the owner of that team and that happens, yep. I'm out. I'm out on that, dude. I mean, like you said, a 16-point favorite. They lost with a chance to win and in, lose your out to the team that had the number one pick in the draft. <laughs> and they got beat up. And it wasn't they, got, it was, they, they lost by like 16 points or whatever. They got owned or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. Upsets happen, but that's different. So that game, uh, the Commanders open as a four-point favorite. And then uh, you have the Giants against the Titans. Giants are six-and-a-half-point dogs in Tennessee. But the one I really want to talk about, James, because you know I, I we haven't seen the full Dallas schedule, but we know the Eagles, Lions, Vikings. So we you know there's a chance of 2-0. and oh. Dallas open. At home, they are two and a half point underdogs to the Bucks. Love that. Give it to me. It's great. Early start where the Eagles are one and zero. Dallas is zero and one. I love it. I mean, again, back to the starting hot thing. I think yep. it's important, and that's a tough spot for Dallas, especially Brady coming back. Dude thought he played his last game. Now he's back, and he's going into Dallas. I think that's a lot of fun. That's fantastic. Let's go to the phone lines here. Warren is at Gwinna Valley talking some Eagles on schedule release night. Hey, Warren. Hey, Joe. Thanks for taking my call. You got it, bud. Anytime. What's on your mind? Um, I was going to say, uh, just starting off, uh, hey, James, how you doing? Hey, Warren. How you doing, buddy? Good. Thank you. Um, I was going to say, I don't know if you guys thought about it, but wouldn't you say it's a bad omen that Ray Dittinger is retiring before the Eagles season? 
I hadn't thought about it, but it, but you could flip it the other way, Warren, and say that Ray retiring, that they're going to do it for Ray. You could think about it that way, right? The Eagles are like, oh, God, Ray's leaving. Let's give Ray a real – he gets to sit at home and just relax during the games. He doesn't have to go on TV after. Let's give him a magical year yeah, that he you, can enjoy. You know what I'm excited for for Ray, and I don't know when he'll do this, but, you know, Ray has been – and. You know, obviously, so well respected among all of us and everyone in the city. But Ray, for all of us that do sports radio, I know Ray was a journalist before he got to doing any sports radio. But like, he's the most like always down the middle, right? Mm-hmm. Like, but I'm excited for Ray that he could be a fan again. Love that because you know, I, I, I love it. Yeah, I'm happy for him because that's like he's kind of put that on the side. The only time we ever really saw it was the Super Bowl yep. with the hug with his son, and which, even then he like kept it together yeah. more than I think. Well, like I would have been oh, a, a yeah. puddle on the every floor. other dad and son yeah. in the whole yeah, area was the puddle. Well, the other thing is that, that there should be a, a few trees saved from the yellow paper that that Ray eats up too. Well, that's true, too. Yeah, we're helping the environment with that. Unless he does start suing the notepads for other things like movies and this and that. I could see Ray just transferring it it over. You know, books he's read. He's broken down on the pads. Where's my Sudoku? (laughs) What are you thinking, Warren, about this team? Schedule, a full schedule coming out at 8, but we know know Lions, Vikings to start off. What are you thinking, Warren? I I feel like if if Jalen Hurts does does not improve, then this is an an 8-9 and team about the same as last year. And if he does, if, if, if this team is going to, if he if he improves, we're a playoff team. I, I see it black and white. Yeah, well, I do too. And, and Warren, and listen, man, we appreciate the call, James. There's no question in my mind, Jalen Hurts will improve. If you go Absolutely. back, I, I always tell this story when I talk about him because well, the first time I watched Jalen Hurts play at Alabama, he was a freshman. I thought he was a running back. <laughs> I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't think he could play quarterback. Yeah. Like his throwing motion was so bad. Like, you watch him then at 17 years old to now, it's night and day. Like, he's improved every year. Now, at some point, he's going to hit a ceiling, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know what that is. Is it top 15 in the league? Is it top – I hope it's top 10. But, like, he's going to hit a ceiling at some mm-hmm. point. But he's going to get better. I, I I would say just conservatively, he was – I would call him the 20th best quarterback in the league last year, 18, 19, 20. I'd put him in that range. 18 is the number I just had in my head when you just mentioned it. If he can get to the 13 to 16 range this year, they're going to go to the playoffs. But, like, I, I think he – I'd be shocked if he doesn't improve off of last year. I would be floored, Joe. I mean, first and foremost, to your point, I mean, this kid, of all the maybe players we've ever seen here, if I think of one person who I know is at least going to, and he might have hit his ceiling physically, he might have hit his ceiling mentally, we don't know, but in terms of putting in the work, no one's going to put in more. Like, this kid yep. will do every what, whatever his max potential is in his body and mind for football, he will get it out of himself. And Sirianni, they, they keep saying that. It's like that, that's why they're banking on And I believe that. And, and again, they, the question is, what is that max potential? Because I do think he'll reach it. And look, I think just in the sense of he's in year two in Sirianni's system, this is the first time he's had the same offensive system two years in a row. It's his second year as a starter. That first year, I mean, he was barely, you know, you could call it year two, but you could also say it was essentially year one yep. for him. Year two in that spot, in that role, the offense way better around him. I, I I don't see any scenario where he's not better. It just comes down to how much better. And the other thing, and, and I – this, if I have a, a worry about Jalen, um, it's it's more durability than ability. I, I, I could, well, especially with the way he plays. Yeah, of course. right. And and he's had ankle injuries in college. Mm-hmm. He had an ankle injury last year. The way he plays, I, it, it makes me wonder how they're going to play this season because obviously their strength last year was running the football. But we you know that caller that called in about the defense, James. I thought part of the reason they started running the ball so much. Yes, they were inefficient throwing it. Their defense was so bad. I mm-hmm. thought they tried to keep their defense off the field and running it and eating up the clock. That's a really did. good point. I yeah. wonder if 
I'm fascinated to see how the offense looks and how much they change it, right? Because, like, they still are going to be able to run the ball. It still should be a strength. And I don't they think... still should run the ball. Of course. Yeah. They just shouldn't go away from that. But I wonder how much they flip it. Like, because we remember the first five games of the year. I mean, Sirianni, I mean, every call on the board was run the ball. Like, that Dallas game. They chanted it at the stadium, it was Joe. Unbe- never the Bucks. in my life. And then he I ran have... the ball. Out. <laughs> and he ran the ball. I've never in my life heard, I, in my life, I've never heard a fan base yell run the ball. Like, it was unbelievable. Uh, we, I got calls that week where people honestly believed that the, he started running the ball because of the, of the, of the crowd. <laughs> I know. Like, they're, I know. like, we're the reason why. I think a lot of people think well, that. I think I mean, so, whether too. Whether it's, it's the fans, WIP, the whole, like, thing of it. I think a lot of people think that the pressure to run the ball was part of why they started yeah. running the ball. I think – actually, I know they're going to throw it more. It's a question of how much they flip this. Is this a passing team or is this, like, a balanced team? It's a great question. I think it's more balanced than straight passing. But I do think – look, we we know. We've heard it talked about Jeff with Lurie. Jeff Lurie. And I do think with Nick Sirianni, I think we saw at the beginning of last year that ideally he'd like to be a passing sure. offense well. I think that – you know, that's where the NFL is. We all know that. You can win running to a point, but if you really want to win in the NFL, you have to be able to pass the football, and the Eagles were not good enough at that last year. But, look, you don't go out and get A.J. Brown unless you're playing to pass the ball more. I mean, you really don't, and I think that's a, a real sign. And that, give him $100 million. And give him a $100 million contract. And, look, outside of you want to compete and all that, what you do this year, this is a make-or-break year for Jalen Hurts. This is a do-we-pay-him-millions-and-millions-of-dollars type of year from the franchise's perspective. Like, you need to know that this guy can go out and be an effective thrower in the NFL. And you have to find out. They have to find out this year one way or the other. Yeah, it, it's it, the whole Hurts thing is fascinating because I, I keep thinking about this. Like, what does he have to do? To, to get them to believe for, and, and pay him. I think about it way too much. I, I think about it all the time. Yeah, I, me too. I, I keep coming back to this. If he wins enough, they're not going to be able to get rid of him. I agree. The, the locker room like likes him. If they win him. a playoff game, if they win the division and win a playoff game, what do you do? I mean, it almost doesn't even matter if he's the reason or not. Right. It might, it might end up that they, we play this out another year. I, I wonder be. if he becomes the Eagles version of Dak Prescott. Because it's a they, fascinating thought. They didn't Kirk Cousins pay, back in Washington. Right. They, didn't, sure. they didn't really want to. They weren't sure if they should pay him. But then it became like, well, well, he's here and he's good and we're winning with him yeah. and they're not going to get rid of him. But but they both of those situations, they played it out. like. And I also think with the Eagles, remember how many years it was after T.O. they were afraid to spend money on these star players? Yes. Well, you know, like they were burned by Wentz. Big time. I, I It's a great point. I would be shocked. I don't think there's a – Jalen Hurts would have to be otherworldly this year for them to give him, uh, you know, $150 million contract. I think it's very year. likely he's their quarterback at 2023. I also don't think he's going to have a big long-term contract. It's a fascinating thought. Well, I mean, look, theoretically, ideally, you know, if you get that extra year of Hurts next year on that rookie contract. But better uh, players, right? Yeah, it's a, you get another year in this, like, a little – you almost created two-year window here for yourself yep. if Hurts can take a step forward to really do some things. But that becomes the biggest talking point. I, I mean, it's, it's always – It hangs over everything. Yeah, it's I'm, massive. And I do think that Jalen Hurts is, is the kind of player who can handle all this stuff, again, to the point where – contrasting with Carson Wentz, someone who didn't handle these things well. I do think Jalen Hurts is incredibly mentally strong to to the point with Alabama. I mean, the dude was able to get take getting benched in the national championship game and come back and go to another place yep. and still thrive and succeed and all that. It takes real mental fortitude, so I believe in him in that in that area. But yeah, if he's good this year, and then that kind—I mean, it's going to be a—it's going to be a fascinating thing if that's what. It's I mean, it seems like ever since he got in there, we've been debating his future. It's, it's Absolutely. Like, I, I always wonder like how many games he's going to start and win as we continue to do this. Like people still call the station and say the—I'm sure you guys hear this on the midday show—that people believe the Eagles don't really think he's their quarterback. Of I'm, course. And I'm like, he's. 
They they drafted him. Yep. They put him in as a starter. Mm-hmm. He's still here. Like obviously they like him a little bit, or, or at least uh, enough to put him in. All right, let's hit this before we actually get the full schedule coming out at eight o'clock tonight. Uh, we'll know it in full. Where do you stand on the primetime games versus the 1 o'clock starts? Always a great debate around here. Okay, so personally? Personally, as a fan. Well, I have to wake up at 6 in the morning, so I hate them because I have to do a podcast after the game. So it's selfish of me in that what I do for a living now when I do pie, like games over, Elliot has to do his stuff after. He has to go to all the press conference stuff, and then I have to do a podcast like 1 in the morning. So I hate them personally. But as a You've fan, been doing that for a while. Too. I, mean, I, remember, I remember back at the old long, place. I, remember, I, I was coming in maybe at those yeah. days to do like overnight shows. Yep. Or, and, I, and you were going in and do a yep. podcast. Yep. Yep. yep, yep, So personally, but as a fan, I think they're fun. It's fun to be in front of the, the country, in front of yeah. the – I prefer Sunday night to Monday night. I don't love Monday night anymore. It's the whole. It's just a weird day. It feels like you're just kind of waiting for it, but you have to go to work that also day. Also throws off the it sports does, radio week. That too. It really throws Football off Fridays week. on a Monday when a Monday night it's game. It's a weird thing, and then the, and then day games aren't even like they're they're just not that fun. Like yeah. on the radio, like they're fine. Don't get me wrong. I love it. We want to react to the. Game. We want to react to the game, and it just it's like a weird vibe. So I prefer Sunday night to Monday night, and certainly to Thursday night, but. I think they're fun to get in front of the national stage, but I don't need too many. So I, I feel similarly. So I do the pregame show on the road. So for those games, I home, I don't really care because I, I, I'm not working the home Sundays. I just get to watch at home. But when it's a road game and I'm doing the pregame show with Glenn and, and Ross Tucker, I actually prefer 1 o'clock for this reason. When they're 425, when they had those games, I, I, I'm trying to watch Red Zone Same, too. Buddy. And I got, yes. you know, I don't want to ignore Glenn. I don't want to ignore, yeah. ignore Ross and ignore the show, but like, there's a lot going on. Yes. One o'clock, it's like whatever. It's like, I'm we're starting the show at eleven. There's nothing going on eleven a.m. in the morning, so I, I'm I'm locked in. So I I like the one o'clock games for that reason because you don't miss anything else in the morning. And then the Eagles game's done. You do your thing, yep. and then you get ready for Sunday night football. You watch the afternoon games. It's beautiful. I'm with you. I'm a, if I my one o'clock Sunday is football, right? Like if you had to just pick a time during the week to say what's the most football time of one the week, o'clock. It's one o'clock on Sunday. It kicks off. All right, let's talk to Leon in Dallas. What's up, Leon? Yo, what's up, fellas? How are you doing tonight? Good, Leon. What's up, buddy? What are you thinking? Um, doing good. I just want to say you guys are great together. You know, we just, it's not often we get you guys on, but you know, you guys are just good. You and James. Well, we appreciate. Up, it. I'm Jimmy? glad James could come in tonight. I was like, I gotta get, I gotta get James Salter. <laughs> oh wait, is he gone? No, I'm oh, here, Leon. Right. I'm here, brother. Yeah. I'm here. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I didn't, I didn't kick him out in the minute I brought you up on the phone. <laughs> get out, James. Now, what are you yeah. thinking here, Leon? I uh, just want to talk about the schedule real quick. So don't you guys that think it's odd that all four um, NFC East teams uh, have the easiest schedules? Like, I believe it's like the Cowboys have the easiest. And this is all just, you know, according to statistics, I guess. Right. Who knows Strike how the schedule, play yeah. out. But I just thought it was weird, though, you know, just how that played out. And like you said, or I think the caller mentioned how the Saints has the eighth, you know, toughest schedule. So hopefully that, you know, benefits for us because, you know, they might win. Eight, seven games. Yeah, you know, Leon, I think it is. It's just because the rotating uh, division versus division, right? Like, so this year the NFC East gets to play the NFC. um, They they play the AFC South. We'll play the Colts and the Texans, the Jaguars. And they're also going to play, what is it? Who's the NFC division they're playing this year? The North. The North, right. So the Bears and the Lions. So that's it, Leon, because they all play those same teams. That's why they're all clustered at the bottom. It just so happens. And then last year, Leon, remember, they played the AFC West. So it's just like. It's just kind of luck of the draw this year that the NFC East has those those other divisions. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, yeah, I never really understood how those things played out. But, again, thank you guys for taking my call. Prayers up to uh, Danny Green. I don't know if y'all seen what happened earlier, but, you know, he's now out for the game. And, you know, big game, so we needed them. But, 
Yeah, I hope he's all right, and hopefully Sixers pull out because we need that game seven. But I appreciate you guys, and y'all have a good night. You got it, Leon. Yes, yeah, Leon. yeah. I didn't see the injury, but we saw a lot of people talking about it. Um, as far as the the way its schedule goes, it's it's favorable, but we have to. It's I, I'm glad he brought that up. We have to remember, like the Giants and the Washington oh, yeah, Commanders sure. and the Cowboys get those teams too. Yeah, and and that is uh, certainly I don't think we're as worried about the Giants getting those teams, no. but but with Dallas, you know, and and theoretically Washington, I mean, I. I don't believe in Carson Wentz, but, you know, there are some people out there who still do. But, yeah, I mean, that's absolutely a concern in the sense that, you know, yes, it's good for the Eagles, but it's also good for Dallas. But you can't worry about that too much. Ultimately, you got to make the playoffs. you got to worry about the rest of the league. And I'll give up Dallas having an easy schedule for us to have one, too. Yes. All right. One more quick thing, and then we're going to have the schedule in full coming up at 8 o'clock. And uh, James and I will go win-loss, win-loss, 8.30 tonight. We're going to have Merrill Reese call in. I'm very excited to hear from Merrill as he uh, cannot wait. I, I just I'm, I'm excited that we get to have Merrill with like his first thought I'm on the so schedule. I'm so excited. It's like a it's it's honestly it's like an honor What's to get f- Merrill on here. The the first people to talk to Merrill about the the games he's calling in his 41st or 42nd season, whatever it is. It's awesome. It's funny. I mean, like I'd imagine Merrill's one of the few people that the schedule matters more to. Like, oh, absolutely. Like it's it's everything to him. He's the voice of the Eagles. Yes, yes, he is. You, It's rare that you look at the schedule and say, I'm going to every single one of these games, and I am involved in every single yeah. one of these games. For Merrill, that, that's his life. He yeah. looks at these games and say, all right, I guess I'm going to Arizona in October, and I'm going to Chicago in December, or whatever. Like, yes, it really it impacts him in a much, much bigger, bigger way than any of us, for sure. So where, so uh, we'll, well, when we get the games that are in full coming up in a few minutes, we'll know, for the most part, prime time. We're gonna, I, I, we'll know the prime time based on the, uh, the day and the time. But we'll also know Fox or CBS. Where are you right now, James, on the broadcaster shuffle? Because I was always, my favorite were Buck and Aikman. Me too. Now they're Monday Night Football. So yeah. I, I don't know this for a fact, because isn't uh, the week two a doubleheader? Week two is a doubleheader. It's Buffalo, yes. Tennessee, Buffalo, Tennessee, and then, and then us. Yep. So we don't know if we get Buck and Aikman. That's a great that, point. We, we yep. could not. But if they're on a num- the the Commanders game that we think is on a Monday night, correct? That will be Buck and Aikman. They're my favorites. W- where are you with this broadcasting shuffle? Because uh, the money is obviously crazy. But who cares about that? I'm, I mean, just like from a fan perspective, it's so different now. Now we're going to have an Amazon with Al Michaels and Kirk Kirk Herb Street, Street yep. which I'm not sure about for the NFL. We'll say I don't know. I I think Herb Herb Street's good at college. Yeah, I mean that's a, that's a jump. Sure. It's a different game. I mean, Al's the best. I love Al. And I think Al and Collinsworth were really good together. So, Tariko, Tariko and Collinsworth, which I think will be good. I think Tariko's solid. Uh, You know, I don't think he's as good as Al. And then for this year, it'll be Burkhart and Olsen, I would guess. Yeah. And it's definitely Burkhart. It's a question of who's with him. I like both of them. It just doesn't feel like, and this is smaller. That's why they gave Brady the the bag. Yeah. Of course it is. That's (laughs) why they gave him $375 million. And then it'll be like, oh, it feels big again. Tom Brady's there. And then Romo and Nance. Romo and Nance, yeah. And we could have a few of those because the a- when they, the Eagles take on the Colts and the Titans, yep, yep. AFC games. Mm-hmm. Those are some big games. Yeah, we could get and them. And Pittsburgh, Eagles-Pittsburgh is always kind of a you know, oh, big yeah. vibe. That could That'll be, that be a bit. We can't mm-hmm. let the Eagles lose to Kenny Pickett. No, no. Small hands Pickett. It could be Pickett. Mitch Trubisky, It too, could though. be Mitch. Yeah. All right, we'll come back. And so your favorite, Buck and Aikman? Uh, my favorite right now, yeah, but it was it was Michaels and Collinsworth for a while there, but I think that Buck and Aiken passed them the last few. Years. It just I, it's, I've always felt it's a big game feel when there's Buck and Aiken. hundred percent agree. And we'll get them with some of the Monday night games this year. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. It is our Eagles schedule release special. James Seltzer hanging out. Coming up on the other side, we will have the Eagles schedule in full. We'll break it down. Yes, James and I are going to go win loss, win loss to yes. the entire thing and see where we come out on the other side. We'll grab your phone calls. Merrill Reese is also going to join the show. 
in this next hour to talk Eagles. The NFL schedule is about to be released. We'll bring it to you next on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Ah, the CBS team. Welcome on in. Sports Radio 94 WIP. The Eagles schedule release show. Well done by Moshe Kairos behind the glass. Joe Giglio, James Seltzer with you as we await the official Eagles schedule, which will be out any second now. Playing us back with the CBS theme. James, we didn't talk about that. We talked about our broadcasters. But I, I, I do like the CBS music. Oh, so I have a, a very strong take on this, and that is the NBC music is by far the best. I will fight to the death. The Sunday night football music is pinnacle. Now, it is the best. Where do you stand? I, I forget what, what we're doing now, but the, the, at some point we switched from, from we Faith both Hill. Fox is the worst. No, but Faith Hill to Carrie Underwood. Was Carrie oh, Underwood. I, I'm not talking about that. Like, oh, I, I'm talking about the, the theme, the, the Sunday theme. Night Football theme. That I think Moshe played it last yes, break, coming did. back. Can that, we hear that again? Oh, yeah, this. I mean, come on. It's a big game. This is, yeah. It feels big when they play it's, it. it's, it's football night in America. Yes. <laughs> so this is my favorite, but I agree with you. CBS after that, Fox clearly the worst, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I've always thought Fox that puts together a good broadcast and good broadcast. Broadcasters and the, and the lead used to be Buck and Aikman, but yeah, uh, doesn't uh, feel as big, you know. There's something about the music that just plays you in, and, and you get ready for the whole thing. So um, yes, I'm, I'm glad I'm glad most brought us in with that. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. The NFL schedule release show. So the schedules are about to drop here across the NFL, and uh, we will bring you the Eagles schedule, and we'll go win loss win loss. Good thing and, we don't know any of these games, and we get to find them all out when the NFL releases these schedules. Right, right? now, you know what, <laughs> James? It is it is official. I, I have it in front oh, of me. We got it. I have it in yes! front of me, everybody. Here we go. We have the Eagles schedule. All right, let me reel this off quickly, and then um, we'll, we'll roll back through it and we'll give win-loss, win-loss. But just, just off the top, here's what we have. Official, go Birds. The Eagles put this out, go Birds. They have a good go podcast. Birds! There it is. All right, as we knew already, week one, Philadelphia Eagles will take on the Detroit Lions in Detroit. Week two, Monday night football, 8.30 kick at home against the Minnesota Vikings. Week three, the Eagles will travel to Washington to take on Carson Wentz and the Commanders, a 1 o'clock start on September 25th. Back home, week four, Sunday at 1, it is Doug Peterson and the Jaguars. Week five, they travel to Arizona to take on Kyler Murray and the Cardinals. Now, that one is interesting as DeAndre Hopkins has a six-game suspension. Big deal there. Yes, big that, deal. that is a big deal. You were really hoping – Early. Give Arizona in the first six games. He looked completely different without DeAndre he was lost. last year. So. It's, I, I saw I saw a, a stat a couple months ago that when Kyler Murray had DeAndre Hopkins, he, his numbers were on par with like you know Mahomes, right? The best quarterbacks. His numbers were identical to Jared Goff when you took wow. away DeAndre Hopkins. Well, he it, was an MVP candidate right. for like the first eight weeks of the season last year. Yeah, and then and he then fell then apart. Which completely always happens. All right, so week six, the Eagles are back home. 8:20 start. That looks like Sunday night football to me. Oh yeah, it uh, must be because yes. it's definitely a Sunday because it's a week after the ninth. So yeah, Cowboys. Su- How about it? I we love it. Cowboys Sunday night football. All right, Mike the- Tarico coming to Philly along with Chris Collinsworth. Let's go. Then a bye week and then another home game. So so the bye week is in week seven. So the bye is in week seven. So it goes. So that's uh, it would be October 23rd is your bye yes. week. Yes, you're planning stuff. Oh, I, I always have. To. <laughs> that's why I do. I always I check out the bye week. Yeah. I see what's happening and I'm I'm I all in. Basically, tell my wife this is the only this weekend is it. until I was like, January. Emily, get ready. This is our weekend. Yep, it's gonna be great. All right. So Lions, Vikings, Washington. Jaguars, Cardinals, Cowboys, bye. They come out of the bye. The Eagles will host the Pittsburgh Steelers on October 30th. 
It's interesting. Steelers on October uh, the year what was it oh four? Didn't was that the first loss of the season? It was the first loss. Eight. Yeah, they were seven and zero or eight and zero going into on Pittsburgh. Halloween weekend. Yep. Same, it was you're right. It was same, Halloween weekend. Same time yep. of the year. Yep. All right, yep. so home against the Steelers on October thirtieth. Then they go to the Texans. I believe that will be a Thursday yeah, night game. Yeah, it looks by the date like it's a Thursday night game. So, home game, then on the road. Look, if you're going to have a Thursday night game, let it be in Houston. That's not too bad. You'd yeah. rather have it home than on the road, but I'll right. take Houston. But if you're going to have a road Thursday night game yeah. against a bad team, I will take that too. Okay, so at Houston on November 3rd for a Thursday night game. So, that gives them 10, actually. 11 days. 11 yeah. days. to. That means we get to get revved up oh, for Carson Wentz's oh, return oh, for 11 you. days. NFL, thank you. Wow. Thank you. I All appreciate right. this. This is good looking out, buddy. That's incredible. Okay, so Washington at home, Monday Night Football on November the 14th. Uh, I wonder if that also will be salute to service day. They always put that around that time of the year. Oh, that would make sense. Yeah, I took my, my yeah. son. We went to his first game last year uh, against the Chargers. Nice. Yeah, and that was, that was a fun game. That's so fun. Washington, Carson Wentz's return. On November fourteenth, eight fifteen, they then go to the Colts the next Sunday for a one p.m. start. Back home, I believe that will be Thanksgiving weekend, Sunday night football. Another uh, Sunday oh, night wow. game. Wow, how about that against and the Green Bay Packers? Wow, how about that too? So, th- so this is five. Is that five primetime games? Week two is primetime. Yeah, four primetime games. Six four. is primetime. Yeah. Week nine is primetime. No, uh, week five. Week ten is primetime. And week 12 is primetime. Yeah. Five primetime games. Yeah. Okay, that? so week 12, uh, Sunday night football against the Packers. Again at home. So this is, I mean, really, they've got a stretch of what? Uh, around, James, if you go around the, yeah, starting with the Cowboys game in week six, they play one, two, three, four, five, six out of eight at home. It's big. That, with a buy, yeah, with a buy in between. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's, big. that's a big stretch there. Okay, week 12 uh, against the Packers at home. Sunday night football. Week 13 at home against the Titans at a 1 o'clock start. And Real then, quick there, potentially, like, just overview, maybe Arizona, I guess, the other team you could put in here, I guess, Dallas. But you could argue the three best teams on their schedule are three toughest opponents home. in a row there. Well, also two of them oh, at home. Yeah. But having the Colts, Green Bay, and Tennessee, I mean, maybe Dallas in there too, but those are three of their four toughest opponents right in a row there. It is. Uh, and then, so they come off of that. With their toughest stretch, just based on the, the the road, so they so we I just mentioned six of eight games at home with a buy in between. Well, they have to make it up somewhere. They have three straight road games: week fourteen at the Giants, one o'clock start; week fifteen at the Bears, one o'clock start; and then uh, one we heard earlier in the day, Christmas Eve, four twenty-five start. Merry Christmas at the Cowboys. So that's the third straight road game yeah. on a short week, no less. That's too. brutal. It's a six-day that week. Brutal. Yeah. That, uh, that, that's so, a loss. That's a loss. I'll give you that one. That's a the, loss. The right silver there. lining is the two road games to start the trip are against teams you would think are going to be pretty poor. Giants, Bears. Yeah, I think you feel good. And that we just talked about take two or three. Those first two are the two you're most likely to win anyway. Take those first two. All right, week 17 on New Year's Day at home against the Saints, 1 p.m. start, and the the e season will end. They put to be determined because obviously they can flex it. That's the fact. Mm-hmm. I'm sure every team has to be determined, um, you know, time-wise. I don't think we, they're looking to flex the Eagles into that Sunday night it. game I anytime yeah, soon, they, right? they, they broke that. Um, <laughs> they, they also put the date as 1-7 or 1-8. That means they could put it on Saturday yeah, again. Yeah, that is interesting. So final okay. week, week 18 against the Giants. So very quickly, one more run through, and then we got to play win-loss, win-loss. Lions, Vikings, Commanders, Jaguars, Cardinals, Cowboys, bye week, Steelers, Texans, Commanders, Wentz's return, Colts, Packers, Titans, Giants, Bears, Cowboys, Saints, Giants. There is your 2022 
Eagles schedule. James, you ready? I'm ready, buddy. All right, let's I'm do ready. It. I'm let's I'm see. excited. This is this is pretty exciting. Okay. I, I'm ready to be ridiculous with this. Here's what yeah. I need. I, I need some sort of pen to keep track of what I'm on, doing yes. myself here. Okay. Yes. I'm gonna actually I'm gonna make two columns so I can keep track of I both. I probably of those should here. do that too. So we, yeah, we gotta keep track here. Yes. So we get to the Hold end, on. we know I we're gotta, doing. I got a pen in my bag. All right, we're prepared. I'm prepared. I brought a bag. I got I'm, I'm a pro, Joe Gelio. All right, here we go. 17 games over 18 weeks. Let's start it off, James. Week one, Eagles at the Lions. 35-point win. Not just a win, a statement <laughs> win. I'm going, with the, I'm going with the win as well. Eagles start the season off 1-0. Week two, Monday night football against the Vikings. I'm going to go win. Uh, I am too. Uh, the, we mentioned it earlier. I mean, Kirk Cousins on prime time. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that's a, a victory for the two Eagles. and zero start. For two the and zero, and everyone is hyped here. Week three, and this pains me to say it, but this is the way it works around here. They're going to burst our bubble when they go down to Washington and lose to Carson Wentz. Yeah, so you would think that they would do that. I'm going to tell you why that's not going to happen. Oh, I like this. It's my 41st birthday on oh. September 25th. There is no way they are losing to Carson Wentz on my birthday. They can't Philadelphia do that to you. Eagles, don't do that to me. You can't do that to me. Of all teams to face, I'm, Carson Wentz versus the Eagles on my birthday. It's a stone cold win, as far as all I'm right. Concerned. So James Seltzer has the Eagles starting off three and zero. Birthday I'm, magic. I'm gonna go two and one. Week four at home against the Jaguars and Doug Peterson. I will write it down as a victory for the Eagles. Yeah, I don't know how this happened and how I got myself in this position. The Uh-oh. Eagles are starting 4-0. <laughs> oh, no. It is what it is. I mean, it's not my choice. It's what it is. So. Okay, week five, the Eagles, I have them at 3-1. James has them at 4-0. and They head to Arizona to take on the Cardinals. Now, the good thing right now is the uh, DeAndre Hopkins suspension, but I've got, I've got two reasons why I'm going to go with a loss on this. Number one, that could be appealed and taken down to four games, and that would hurt the Eagles because this oh, would be game really number five. Point, yeah. The other part is, if you look at Kingsbury and Kyler Murray, they're great in the first half of seasons, dude. That so this is where I was going to go with. And this. then Kyler Murray, you know, he remembers he's five foot ten yep. and one hundred and eighty yep. pounds, and he gets hurt. And yep. Kingsbury can't adjust, but they're usually good in the beginning. I'm going to put out a loss. For what the were they seven and zero, eight and zero last year? Yeah. I mean, and Murray, both of his years in the NFL has come yep. out really hot to start the year. I had that. I. I I was almost coming into the Arizona thing as a loss, almost no matter what, just based on the way it shook out. But particularly in this situation, I think they lose this game. Okay, so that's your first loss, my second. So, so three... they're, they're not going undefeated. So no, this is not the year. The, the 72 Dolphins, which is one yeah, of the, yeah, the saddest things. Pop they the could... champagne, buddy. Yeah, how sad is that? You know what the saddest part is? That we're probably not going to get an undefeated team. The Patriots are Oh, closing. yeah, I think it's over. So you know done. what's going to happen first? We're, they're not going to be no, around. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> they're going to stop right. showing it because there's right. not going to be any more of those guys. Right. All right. You're so right. we go to week six. Eagles, Cowboys, Sunday night football. We said it earlier. If Jalen Hurts wants to remain the Eagles quarterback, he's got to beat the Cowboys. He, he has never to. done this. He does it here. Week six. I have the Eagles beating the Cowboys. I have the Eagles at five and one going into the bye, and this city is on fire, Joe Gillian. Well, if you're right, I mean, even at four and two, people will be excited. But if you're a part of the schedule I, is correct, oh, 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 oh. I can hear it now. DeCameron Ritchie, can we say Super yep. Bowl? And, oh, buddy. And I, well, who, uh, 
Richie is pretty funny because it was in it, it was right, right that around time. that time in that season. It was after the Panthers game on that on our show. I think yep. we were five and one actually, and and we that's when we started talking about. So it. I, I just quickly, who do you think will be the one on your show that will say yes, we can, and who will say no, I we can't? I think we all know it's not John Richie. <laughs> no, all right, they're, they're, I don't. I Jalen Hurts could come out and be the best quarterback in football for the first six weeks of the season, and John Richie will not be saying they're winning the Super Bowl. Okay, so. week number seven. Well, that's an easy one. That is a buy for the I've Philadelphia win. No. Another win for James. Okay. <laughs> Week eight off the bye. I'm going to go with a win over the Steelers. Now, I always am wary of, of betting against Mike Tomlin, but the Eagles are off a bye. And, and look, it's either it's either Mitch Trubisky, who's just trying to hold on to that thing at quarterback, or they're getting a rookie quarterback on the road. I, I will take my chance as the Eagles beat the Steelers that day. So I originally thought home against the Steelers coming into this would be a win. I don't like the buy that much. I think that more well, Rob's often, momentum. I think that more often than not, we see teams come out slow to start the buy. I think Mike Tomlin's a good coach. I think they'll be a competent football team. I don't I think they're that. gonna be that good. But I think this is one of those weird ones they lose. So five and two. You know what? You you know you changed my mind oh, actually. Oh wow, look at me. You changed my mind. Okay. I'm going with the loss. Like yeah, it. Tomlin against Sirianni, still a young coach. Um, their defense is really good. And you know what? I, I just thought about it. I gave them a win on that Sunday night against the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Couldn't you see them going to the bye with my heads a little too big? Of course I could. Yeah, they come yes. out of the bye and they lose. Okay, yes. so we'll put that down as a loss. My uh, my third loss of the season. All right. Week nine, Thursday night football. Very quick turnaround. Not easy. Short week. Thursday night in Houston. If, look, if the Texans were not a four or five win bad team, I would say this is a worry. I think they go to smash the Texans on that Thursday night. Well, yeah, I st- and that's part of it, especially coming off the loss at home to Pittsburgh. gives them that extra juice to go on the road on Thursday night, win that football game. I think it's a stone-cold win. All right, week number 10, there is no question I mean, in my they, mind. They, yeah, they, they, there they is, Carson right. Wentz is not coming here and winning. Nope. Week 10, <laughs> 11 days to prepare, almost another mini-buy for the Eagles. Uh, this city will be – the fact that's a primetime game, th- that place is going to be so uh, revved up for uh, that game. And we know how Carson does in big spots, yeah, all right? He, so he, I feel – I think it's – as much as it's my birthday and they won't lose to Carson Wentz on my birthday, I still think it's far more likely they lose on my birthday than lose on Monday night. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Okay, so that brings us to week 11 on the road against the Indianapolis Colts. James, I'm putting this down as a loss. Um, I think that the Colts – are going to get – I don't think Matt Ryan is great anymore, but I think he'll be more be better than uh, steady. Carson Wentz. He'll be more steady, yeah. and he'll be better than Carson Wentz. I think they're going to be good. Me too. I think yeah. that's a loss for the Eagles. I, so it was a, one of the only games – and again, I think this is one of the fun things coming into this without knowing the actual schedule and just looking at the opponents and saying, oh, wow, what an easy schedule. For some reason, just looking at the home and away games, away at Indy just – Always felt like a loss to me, and certainly in this situation, I think it's a loss. Yeah, I'm. You know what? That's it's a very tricky game for the Eagles. They short, were short week too. Yep, they return home Sunday night football the next week. This doesn't this feel like it will be billed as a are the Eagles for real game? You know, it's Green it's a great Bay. Point. Yes, Green Bay probably is. Gonna, I love that you just nailed it. That that's what it's going to be. It's perfect. Green Bay probably is in the mix for the one seed again, just because yeah. their division and Aaron Rodgers and. I will say that night the Eagles are going to lose to the Green Bay Packers. And the, and the worries we have about the secondary against Rodgers, they, they all come to fruition. I, I'm going to put it as a loss. So back my first back-to-back losses here. Mine too. And that's exactly where I'm at in my head. It's the first time I think oh, – I mean, I have him – I had them going seven and two prior to the Green Bay game, so now they're seven and three after the Green. You know, after this, uh, sorry, I had them at seven and two going into the Indy game. Seven and three, they lose again. I think it's the first time all season people start to worry a little bit and say, "Uh oh, what's going on? Yep. Are they not as good as we thought?" 
So I think this is a loss as well. So the next game is an interesting one. The Titans in Week 13 on December 4th, coming off of back-to-back losses. It's going to be we're going to it's going to be one of those games like, oh, is this thing going to slip away mm-hmm. from them? Because they have three straight road games coming up after the one we're about to say. I have a feeling though, James, the Titans are going to belly flop this year. That you know that they they were a weird number one seed last year. How many years in a row can Derrick Henry stay healthy or good? And they have a quarterback situation brewing there with Tannehill and Malik Willis. Coming I think, off that playoff game, buddy. I don't think the Titans are going to be very good. I think the Eagles win this game. I think the Colts are winning that division. I agree with you on the Titans. I don't think the Titans will bottom out just because I think Mike Vrabel's a really good coach. Uh, I'm in on that dude. I think he's a motivator. I think guys play for him. So I don't think they're going to bottom out. But I think they're more of like a nine-win team this year rather than a 12-13 whatever team when they were last year. And I think this is a good spot for the Eagles after the two losses – Bounce back, win at home against Tennessee. I'm giving him a win. All right, you want to uh, reset here as we go into the yeah. final stretch of the yeah. season? All right, let's reset where we're at for each of us. So we have gone through the first 13 weeks of this season. And uh, where do each of us have the Eagles? So there's five games uh, left on the schedule, 13 weeks. So we've played out 12 games. Where do you have the Eagles at through 12 games? I have games? the Eagles, and I think even though they, they did lose two, uh, two in a row recently, I think at 8-4 and four, heading into the final stretch of the season – I don't think anyone's complaining. I'm happy at eight and four heading into the final stretch. At eight and two, I'm I'm really pumped. Or seven and two, I'm really pumped. Eight and four coming off a win. I still feel very good. I have them at eight and four as well. Wow, look at this. Eight and four. <laughs> All right, I like it. Yeah, eight and four. Oh, excuse me, I have them at seven and five. Sorry. Okay. okay. I have the one extra loss than you do. So I have them at seven and five um, heading into the final stretch of the season. All right, let's play it out. Seven and five with five games to go at the Giants in week 14. I mean, Stone Cold win. You know, I, I, I get it. They're, it it's risky to say they're going to win both games against the Giants, as we've seen the last few mm-hmm. years. No matter how bad the Giants are, they always seem to fight tough. I still I still think the Eagles get on a bit of a roll here. I think they handle business. I have a win, too. I just I think the Giants, talent-wise, are, are, are a while away from, from being a, a, a real team. And, last and I year, think at this point in the season, they might kind of be like looking towards the offseason at this point. Sure. I mean, who knows? Daniel Jones, he never stays healthy, and he's not good either anyway, even when he does play. All right, so we both have wins over the Giants Week 14. Week 15, I think this is a sneaky, crucial game in this season because we know the Cowboy game is the week after. I have the Eagles beating the Bears on the road in Week 15, their second straight road game. I think the Bears are kind of a mess of a team. And Justin Fields is kind of interesting, but I don't think there's much around him. I'm going to go with a win. Yeah, I think the Bears are one of the worst teams in the NFC this year, and and I don't think it's Fields' fault. Like I actually I like Justin Fields a lot, but Eberflus wasn't a super exciting hire to me. I think he's fine. I don't you know I'm not saying he's going to be bad, but. I don't think it was necessarily the right hire for having Justin Field there and you know this young defensive linebacker such a coach. Strange hire to me, and yeah. then to to literally put no one to do zero around Justin Field. They've added no one to that. It's like, unbelievable. We complained this offseason before AJ Brown. Yes, and we had our offense was already way better. Right, like we have Goddard and Devontae. They have, I mean, Darnell Mooney's like. Their best player, I mean, I guess Dave Montgomery. Right. Like, that's it? Yeah. I mean, they got nothing. Cole Komet and and guys you never heard of. So I, I think Chicago is going to be pretty bad. And I know it's a weird game in there. but And I do agree with you. Like, in a lot of ways, you know, it could play out where it's like not a must-win game, but a, a crucial game for this team because they, they got to win that game. But I think they win it. All right, week 16, we have them winning the first two games of this three-game road trip. Week 16, Eagles at Cowboys. Christmas Eve. I mean, we know what's going to happen. I this mean, is it's the stone coldliest loss on the I know, schedule. I know I mean, it, it is. It's a it's a terrible spot more than anything else. It, it really is. And 
I'm interested to look uh, later on tonight what the Cowboys' schedule is, what we think they'll be at this time. Because uh, so I was thinking about that with all these teams. Like, we don't. Tennessee could be coming off three straight. Right. This could be their third straight. There are other spots that could change. When Elements, yeah. But I have the Eagles losing the game. We both do. Okay, Eagles lose to the Cowboys week 16. Normally, like in the old days, you lose to the Cowboys week 16. That might end the division. <laughs> There's still two weeks to go. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. This season doesn't end until January 8th. Feels so late, but that's the extra week now. All right, week 17, back at home after the Cowboys loss against the Saints. Jalen Hurst doesn't lose to the Saints. No, he owns the Saints. Win. I mean, win. Jameis Winston late in the season. He might not even be Jameis by that Could point. Could be Andy Dalton. I think the Saints, I, I know everyone's talking like, oh, the Saints are going to be good, and they thought they were co- I think the Saints are going to be pretty bad. They also lost Sean Payton. I think that's, I know, no one's talking about that. One, like, of, the, one of the best coaches in the league is yes, just gone. It, I, I think a big reason why they were... A, a, a competent team yep. with Sean Payton. So they might have some nice talent on defense. I get it. I just – I think it's going to spiral for them. I think that – I that was a reason I liked the trade so much. I really think they have a chance to be a 6-7 win type of football team. Yeah, so it could it could be a game that's a double whammy. Eagles push the Saints down in the standings and maybe give themselves a chance to win the NFC East the next week. All right, so week 18, Giants in here against – the Philadelphia Eagles. I have the Eagles coming into the game at ten and six. I'm you... at eleven and five right okay. now. How bad? So I, based on the on what we're we're doing with here, I think this game is going to have significant implications. Like division title. If they win, they win the division title. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to have them with a win. The Eagles are going to win the game over the Giants, Week 18. I have the Eagles at eleven and six. First look at the schedule. You met twelve and five. I've met twelve and five, Joe Giglio. And and to just it's funny because remember you said before do you have a number that you try and get through all that? Yeah. I actually came in at eleven. So I don't. I, I It went I over came, it. I came in at eleven. I think they're a twelve win football team this year based on that schedule. How about that? How about it? And you know what my favorite it's part unbelievable. is? This segment and you know, we've never you and I have never done one of these yeah. win loss things. I don't I don't know if I've ever done this with anyone, because usually I just do it by myself. Yeah, sure. It, it, it lasted our entire segment. It's amazing. It's awesome. 12 and 5, 11 and 6. The Eagles' schedule is out. 215 592 9494 to hop on. You heard it. You saw it. What's your reaction? Eagles' schedule, what number you're at? I'm at 11 and 6. James Seltzer is at 12 and 5 for your 2022 <laughs> Eagles. Uh, we are excited here. And joining us on the other side, we're going to talk to Speaking of excited, you know Merrill Reese is excited. Oh. Merrill Reese, the voice of the Eagles, will join us next to talk about the Eagles' schedule, what he thinks about the three-game road trip, the opener in Detroit, everything about the schedule, and, of course, Carson Wentz's return in week number 10. That's coming up next right here on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Welcome back. Sports Radio 94 WIP. Joe Giglio, James Seltzer. It is our Eagles NFL schedule release special here on WIP. 215-592-9494 to join us. The schedule is out. If you just hopped in, it is Lions, Vikings, Commanders, Jaguars, Cardinals, Cowboys, bye week, Steelers, Texans, Commanders, and that one will be here, that second Commanders game, Carson Wentz return, Colts, Packers, Titans, Giants, Bears, Cowboys, Saints, and Giants. Those are your teams this season. We knew the opponents. Now we know the order. That includes a three-game road trip. And uh, all these games this year will include Merrill Reese, the voice of the Eagles. He'll be calling everyone starting off September 11th, 1 p.m. in Detroit against the Lions. Let's get Merrill Reese's first reaction to the 2022 schedule. Merrill, how are you doing tonight? Good. Good, Joe and Jim. I did. I'm very excited, and I always am, of course. I uh, I never am somebody who takes the W in the 
L's and puts them next to the games on the schedule because I've always felt, and I think you guys understand this too, that it's more important when you play a team than who's on your schedule back in May. I mean, you, you play a team without their star. The injuries play such a big part in it. And that's something we won't know until the season unfolds. But on the offset, just just to begin, I like the fact that they're opening at Detroit uh, against a team that is not considered a strong team where you have a chance to nail down a win to start your season. Well, Mara, I agree. I mean, it, it, they're favored, you know, early on by, you know, a, a pretty sizable amount of points, and they should be against the team they beat last year. Merrill, uh, interesting, the home opener is a Monday night game against the Minnesota Vikings, and they're obviously better, Merrill, than the Lions. You know, they're an, about an average football team, but you look at that, Merrill, Lions in week one and then back home to take on the Vikings, it does set up that the Eagles have a chance here to get out of the gate with a, with a 2-0 and start. They do. They do. These are two games that I think there's a good chance that they're favored in. So uh, I know I, I like the way it plays out, and I love the fact that you have all these primetime games. Like it, you know, every, every game can be exciting, but when you look at the schedule and you see Washington there on Monday night, November 14th, and you know Carson Wentz, assuming he's healthy, you never know with Carson Wentz, but assuming he's healthy back at the, back at the link, I think that's exciting. And then you see Sunday, November 27th, Green Bay Packers in a primetime game. That should be a lot of fun. So, I, I mean, I think it's an exciting schedule. And I think, of course, you always wind up with the division just about. And this year it's with the Giants, and it's a home game. Merrill, that's why you're so good, because I was about to ask you a question about Carson Wentz's return, and you bring it up yourself. But we were talking about that before and, and how, you know, obviously a, a bit of a complicated legacy. I, I personally think, you know, the dude helped us win a Super Bowl. That's really all that matters. But there was obviously a lot of acrimony on the way out and all that. What kind of reception do you think it's going to be? What kind of feeling do you think it's going to be in that building when Carson Wentz returns? Oh, I, I think it's going to be unfavorable. I, th- I think there's going to be a lot of booing <laughs> yeah, that night. Yeah, yeah. And, look, I think that Carson Wentz was the, a great move when they drafted him. But after the injury, he was never the same guy. He was never the same player. And he, he refused to make the adjustments that he had to make to his game. And, really, and the way he went out, I, you know, I, I really disagree with people who say, well, the Eagles – weren't kind to him when they drafted Jalen Hurts and that Carson never got over it. You know, if, if a quarterback is really that sensitive about another quarterback being drafted late in the second round, then he shouldn't be an NFL quarterback. You have to be a lot tougher than that. And I just don't like the way he reacted at all. And the, the lack of respect he gave Doug Peterson. Preach, Merrill. Yeah, Preach. well, I, I totally agree with that, Merrill. He, he did not handle it well and not becoming of a franchise quarterback, certainly. Merrill, what do you think about the bye this year? It was late last year, and, you know, we were saying a few minutes ago, the bye could kind of be in the eye of the beholder. You could spin it. If you have a late one, you could say, well, it kind of springboards you in the end. I thought it helped them last year. It's earlier this year. Ideally, Merrill, I would like it right right in the middle, but it's, it's week seven this year. What do you think about where the bye sits? See, see, I, I don't want to tell you what I really think about the buy. <laughs> the, the first thing I look about the, the buy is how late is it? Is it still decent golf weather? <laughs> <laughs> well, it could be. Yeah, yeah I think you're all right. It's, it's over twenty third. If I'm going to if I'm going to get a week off, what good is it at the end of December when the speed is there, the courses, the ground is frozen? So it gives me enough. But but the truth of the matter is. Being honest, I think it comes at the right time from a football standpoint. 
um, it, it will do you some good. It's at the perfect time where you can get healthy going into the stretch run. It's not too early. It's not too late where you could be out of it by that time. I think it's right where it should be. I know I'm being facetious about the golf, but that means a little something too. <laughs> yeah, and you deserve it. You know, you work pretty hard all season. I think a week off is earned. Uh, Meryl, we were actually speaking of, of how hard you work. Joe and I were talking before about, you know, when, when you see the schedule, it's different than when everyone else does because you're intimately involved in all these games and going to them. Are there any games, especially particularly the away schedule, that you're, you're extra excited for? Any places you're extra excited to go or games that look particularly fun for you to call? Well, they're all fun for me to call. Um, of course, uh, Saturday, December 24th at Dallas. I mean, the Saturday night, it will be, well, it's a 425 game, but it'll be dark here by that time. And to play the Cowboys on the 24th there, I mean, that's a Saturday game. It's going to be a lot of fun. They're all fun. And, and sometimes you look at a game uh, and, and you say, well, look, they're not a very good team. It should be a one-sided game. But, for example, I'm anxious to see how the game goes on Sunday, October the 22nd at the link. When Doug Peterson comes back. Now, there is somebody who will get a warm greeting from the Philadelphia fans. No doubt about it. I mean, he was the coach of our only Super Bowl championship. Doug was always respectful of the fans. They always liked him. He always communicated with the media. Doug's a great guy. And I honestly believe that he has a chance to be the coach of the year this year, to be the NFC coach of the year. Not that he's going to take them to the Super Bowl or even the playoffs, but they were the team in the NFL last year with the worst record. They had the first pick in the entire draft. Back-to-back years, Merrill. Back-to-back years. Back-to-back years. And and he takes over. And I I just think with Trevor Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence is going to blossom under Doug Peterson. Urban Meyer didn't know what to do with him. But Doug Peterson will make him the kind of quarterback that he has the talent to be. And I still believe that he was the most talented quarterback coming out of that draft. Yeah, it's interesting, Mario. I actually think it's funny you brought that up because I think physically Lawrence reminds me a little bit of Wentz pre-injury. So maybe Doug can work some magic and make him good. That'll, that'll be a fun game when Doug Peterson comes back. Mero, when you look at the schedule, um, are, are there any spots that worry you, games you're most intrigued by? I mean, James and I were talking about the three-game road trip. You mentioned that the, the final leg of that is in Dallas on Christmas Eve. That is always difficult. The Eagles, unfortunately, got saddled with one of those this year. Um, Giants, Bears, Cowboys. That will be a challenge, those three games, because it's all three on the road. Yeah, but I, I look, Arizona's going to be tough. Um, there was an erroneous report yesterday that Arizona was going to be the opener at Arizona. They're tough. They're tough. I mean, they're Kyler Murray – and, and they've got a lot of stars. They're going to be very tough to beat home or on the road. And in this case, you face them on the road. I don't worry about the weather uh, because as hot as it can be down there, they close the roof, they lock in the noise, and they make it a dank gray gymnasium. So you're not going to have to worry too much about the heat. Uh, but I, I think the Jacksonville game is very interesting. The game's with Pittsburgh. Now, with Pittsburgh, we're used to seeing Ben Roethlisberger. Who's going to be the Pittsburgh quarterback this year? I mean, is, I don't know. I don't know. Is it going to be Kenny Pickett? Is it going to be Mason Rudolph? I don't know. It's going to be very, very interesting. Yeah, yeah. it is interesting. And Kenny Pickett, who grew up listening to, to you and going to Eagles games, was an that? Eagles fan. He could be um, He could be up against him. Merrill, um, I, I haven't gotten your thoughts on this. I'm curious, but, you know, schedule aside, 
How do you feel about this team right now? Um, it's kind of a, a weird offseason where it, there wasn't much buzz early. Hassan Reddick was obviously a very good signing, but that was kind of in terms of big names. And then, Merrill, just for people that we talk to every day on WIP, the, the feeling on this offseason changed a couple Thursday nights ago and then into Friday and Saturday, the NFL draft, the, the trade for A.J. Brown. We're, we're feeling a lot of buzz here, uh, and our callers are too. What are you feeling expectations-wise, You know, just aside from the schedule, just how good this team could be? They're good. They're very, very good. You know, I hoped all along my number one pick, and this goes back to the the middle of winter, but the guy I wanted more than any other was Jordan Davis, and they got him. I thought that this team needed somebody who could disrupt things at the line of scrimmage, and I think that was just great. And then when you consider the fact that they got the two biggest impact players from the national championship college team, it instantly makes your defense better. And then to pick up somebody like A.J. Brown, look, there were some good young draft picks taken this year uh, around the league, some of the wide receivers. But here you have somebody who has the ability to be an elite receiver and doesn't have to go through the break-in period that every receiver goes through uh, when they when they hit the NFL. So, I mean, every now and then you have somebody who comes out very, very quickly. But there is generally a learning period. I think they have given Jalen Hurts, who I like, by the way, they've given him a fine stable of receivers. They've given him maybe the best offensive line in the National Football League. They've given him solid running backs. They've given him a good pass catching and blocking tight end in Dallas Goddard. I think this offense is loaded. I think the defense is going to be better. And I also think when when you look at this defense – there's a lot of things they can do, and there are a lot of moves that they still have to make, um, you know, because they do have certain holes in the secondary that have to be addressed. There's no doubt about that before you can say they're the, the total team that you can consider a Super Bowl contender. I think there's certainly a playoff contender and a serious one who can make some noise in the playoffs. But then I go back to 2017 and that team wasn't considered to be a Super Bowl yeah. contender either. And, and things just got better. And they made some moves during the season. I mean, they made the move going into the season where they picked up LeGarrett Blunt, which turned out to be a great move. They picked up right near the deadline. They picked up Jay Ajayi. They did so. And then, and then when guys went down, they did so many smart things. I mean, they lost their, they lost their kicker in Caleb Sturgis, and they went and got Jake Elliott off the practice squad of the Cincinnati Bengals, and he turned out to be terrific. So uh, there's, a, there's a lot of things that can come up and a lot of, lot of parts of this whole story that have yet to be written. Now, one other thing I want to tell you guys about, and I don't know if you've discussed him, but when they, when they were signing players after the draft, there was one guy I really wanted. I mean, really wanted. And that was Britton Covey the punt returner from Utah. I would stay up late some nights if I saw that Utah was on television just to see Britton Covey. He is electric, absolutely electric. Now, I don't know how his skills translate to the NFL. That's what you have to wait and see. And he is a little bit of a guy. But he said, now you see him, now you don't. I just can't wait to see him return punts. And boy, do they need somebody. Do they ever, Marilyn? It's I mean, been a long it's time. It's been a long time. I need to hear a Britton Covey touchdown call from Merrill oh, Reese on a punt return. Give it to me. Give it I'm, to me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I'd love the chance to do that. I mean, we had Mighty Mouth, 
and I used to love I used to love Darren Sproles, and you really didn't have that with the part two of Deshaun Deshaun Jackson. Part one of Deshaun oh, Jackson yeah, was amazing, but in the in the replay where he came back, it wasn't the same guy. But he was he was tremendous. He yeah, was tremendous. no, he really was. And and Mer, I I agree with everything you said there, and I think you know honing in on on 2017 and you know the thing that really took that team from you know it was a really good roster but the reason they they became great was Carson Wentz taking that leap from year 1 to year 2 i he know did. you've you've always been a big Jalen Hurts guy i i've heard you talk about him a lot what kind of leap do you cuz joe and i both think Jalen Hurts will be better this year the question is how much better and will he take a real leap with like you said one of the better supporting casts around him that we've seen in Philadelphia, if you take out the quarterback and just go running game, offensive line, wide receivers, tight end. I mean, it's damn good, Merrill. It's damn here's good. The, here's what, the thing. What do you here's see from Here's the thing about Jalen Hurts. I'm not telling you that he's the next coming of Aaron Rodgers, but you've got to, you've got to consider that Aaron Rodgers was drafted in 2005 and did not really start until 2008. You look Three years from now or four years from now, whenever it's five years out, Drew Brees is going to be inducted into the NFL Hall of Fame. He wasn't anything special in San Diego, and they let him go, and Miami didn't pick him up because they thought about it. They didn't like his physical problems. They he had a shoulder problem, and he was picked up by the Saints and went on to a Hall of Fame career. So I just think, I just think people are judging Jalen Hurts much too quickly and he has a much stronger arm than people think. He can snap it out there. He can make every throw that you have to make. Doug Peterson will tell you that, and Nick Sirianni will tell you that. It's not a matter of arm strength. It's more decision-making, seeing the whole field. And this is something that, that takes a little while to develop. So I'm very optimistic, and I think the Eagles are doing everything they can to put him in a position to succeed this year. Yeah, and I can't wait to watch him do it. I believe in him too, Mero. Mero, we really appreciate you uh, you being part of the uh, the schedule release show here tonight, and we're excited to start here and uh, you call these games and, and this summer to get started and another year of Eagles football. Thank you, Mero. See you guys. Have a great night. You too. There he goes, Mero Reese. You can tell Mero, Mero's excited. Ah, oh, what a treat. Yeah, I love it. He he mentioned Britton Covey on the you knew midday. It. I, I was saying to you, he was like, you it's going to be bring, but, uh, but I love – I've always loved that. And I actually have a, a story like that with Merrill. So when I worked for the Eagles, and this is a, a – Merrill nailed this one. Uh, when I worked for the Eagles, I used to do the draft with them. And Merrill used to always have, like, seventh-round guys, sixth-round. It always si- seems like, – I don't know the one you're going to say, but it, just listen the last few years. He likes the Pac-12 guys that he stays up watching late on Saturday so, night. So, yeah, so he – seventh round, the Eagles take a guy named Jordan Poyer. And I never heard him, whatever. And Merrill's like, I love this pick. I love this kid. This kid's great. Goes on and on about him. Obviously didn't work out here. But Jordan Poyer's been a hell of an NFL player for a long time. And, you know, has played in the league for a really long time. Merrill really knows those, you know, kind of hidden gem guys at the end of the draft and after. He's good with those. It's funny. The Eagles have had a lot of success with those players. I I mean, mean, sixth and seventh round picks, they've had a lot of them. And UDFAs, man. I mean, I made the point before when we were talking about UDFAs. Two of the four main people in the Philly special were UDFA guys. Well, Clement and Burton were both UDFA guys. Quick line at 100 yards receiving the Super Bowl. I know. That's a trivia question. He's one of the best players on the team. And he's had such a nondescript career yeah. since then. Like, yeah. he's done nothing. He was a cowboy or a giant cowboy. last year. He was a cowboy. Yeah, he's bounced around. I mean, he's just been a guy. Um, all right, before we, we wrap this up, a couple things I thought of as we are talking about Merrill there. Uh, one pertains to the schedule and one on Jalen. So, James, you said earlier about Jalen Hurts that – 
it's kind of weird. Like that rookie year was last year, kind of his rookie year. We we kind of did this thing where like he didn't really he didn't get a training camp because of the pandemic. Um, then he was a backup, and then this year was his first year, right? So we keep comparing like him to first year quarterbacks, second year quarterbacks. There's another thing about Hurts I think is interesting. He came out of the draft younger. I bring this up all the time. Like he's younger he, than guys in the draft. He's younger than Kane Pickett. Right. Like, I say that all. It's 23 years old. This kid. Do you know he's still younger now than Carson Wentz when was? he started with the Eagles? I yeah. do know that. I've so said that before on the air because I think it's an astounding stat. Like if you think about the curve of a quarterback, he's he's still ahead of it. Like it gives. Like physical limitations are what they are. I don't think he's never going to have a, a superstar arm, right? Like Matt Stafford or, or Rogers. Josh or those guys. Allen. Right. You see the ball explode. Yeah, that's out never going to happen. Right. But I do think development-wise, there's more to go because he's younger than everybody else. I agree. And again, I I I can't emphasize enough how important his work ethic and his will to win and will to be great are in this specific thing. Like I do think he will maximize that. I think he will get out of him what he has. The question is what he has, and it's not just the arm; it's also the processing. Yeah. The, you know, can this guy be able to look at a defense? That's a bigger deal. It's a bigger yeah. deal. It's, I, I think arm makes, strength is overrated. That makes up for arm strength. Yes. You can have a softer arm. Well, Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning. Drew Brees. I mean, we've seen a ton of these guys. They don't have the strongest arm in the world, but because they know exactly where to put right. the ball and they can put it there accurately, they're great quarterbacks. Yep, and they get to they, and they don't have to get themselves in trouble because they know before the snap, I'm going here with the football. That's exactly. that's his offseason here. All right, last thing. Just as I, I keep staring at the schedule, that's what I'm going to do. For, we're all going to do this for the next couple days. I already took a picture of it on my phone, so I just have it on my phone <laughs> yes. so I can keep going back to it. Yes. The one thing I'm looking at right now, because I remember last year when it came out, the one thing that worried all of us was, boy, Mahomes and mm-hmm. Herbert. Now, we yeah. didn't know Herbert was going to take that kind of leap, but all right, he's really talented, right? They had Brady. Elite, Brady. They had elite quarterbacks, top mm-hmm. five, six, seven quarterbacks yep. throughout. The, how many elite quarterbacks are on this schedule? I think it's just Rodgers off the top of my head? I think so. So right? let's, let's go through the I, names. I have to look through it, but yeah. Okay, let's right, go through the names. I like this. How about this? How about we just how about we play it out how many top 10 guys are okay, there? Okay, sure. And, and I think when you get to 8, 9, 10, it's debatable, so sure. we'll see if we have the same number. Uh, Lions, Goff, no. Yeah, I think yeah, That's an easy no. no. Um, Vikings, uh, Cousins, no. no. Okay. Uh, Washington, Wentz, no. <laughs> no. That's an easy one. Uh, uh, Jaguars and Lawrence, no. No, but I do think One day, maybe. I, and I liked your point before. I could see him taking a surprisingly sure. big leap. But right now, he's you know, based on last year, he's not close to that. Uh, Kyler Murray, Cardinals, I would say he's right at the bottom of the top 10. So I wouldn't put him in the top 10. I'd okay. put him more in like 12, 13 range. Okay. But I, I think, you know, when we're talking 8 to 13 or it's 9 to 13, similar. it's very similar. Uh, I feel the same way about Dak. Dak's exactly in that range. Same. same same range. I pro- I actually think Dak's a little better than Kyler right now. Oh, so, so but- let's say between those, there's one top 10 quarter. Sure. So they're facing one in the first six weeks. Um, It doesn't matter. Pickett or Trubisky, no. No. Texans, Davis Mills, no, no. way. Wentz again, stop. Uh, Matt Ryan, I, he's he's left that tier. He's oh, no he's, longer. yeah, he's definitely. I mean, he's. I think Matt Ryan will be better in Indy than he's sure. been in Atlanta the last couple of years, but not not a top 10. Maybe top 14, sure. top 16. Sure. Okay, uh, Packers, obviously. Yes. Rodgers, top 10 quarterback. Tannehill, no. Definitely not. Uh, Daniel Jones, please. <laughs> this no. is pretty wild. When Justin Fields, yeah. no. Now, he could take a leap, but he's not going to be a top 10 guy this year. Back to Dak again, so it's kind of like that 10-10-ish mm-hmm. range. Jameis Winston, no. Daniel Jones again. It's, so it's it's pretty wild. Joe. We're talking about at most four if we count Dak twice and Kyler. And we're talking about without a doubt one elite quarterback. One. That's it. They have one. one top dude on their schedule. It's a big deal. So it's a mess, especially if you just just forgetting everything else. Just look at last year and the way they played against great quarterbacks and the way they played against everybody else. So here's the way. Another way I'll say it to you. 
that the way we just did it, I think there are only four games you go in and you say the Eagles are at a quarterback disadvantage in this game. Mm-hmm. Dak twice. Dak's better than Jalen right no now. Doubt. And and Kyler, when he's healthy, mm-hmm. he's better than Jalen. And obviously, um, obviously, you know, Aaron Rodgers. No question. Yeah, he's but him, every man. other quarterback, I don't think it's a major disadvantage. Like Matt Ryan might be a little bit better than Jalen Hurts, sure. but like whatever, it's not that big but of a deal. But he also might he might not be. He might not be. Yeah, Tannehill might be, but he might not be anymore. Yeah, he's I on agree. the decline. That that's a big deal when you look at. It's not just how good Jalen Hurts could be. It's like, all right, well, who's he facing, right? If he's going up against Josh Allen every week, the Eagles are in trouble. He doesn't go up against Josh Allen every week. Yeah, and and again, I do think, you know, looking back at last year, the one thing that, you know, I I, I was very down the Eagles defense last year. I think you were more down on it than up. I know there are other people who defended it and all that. Yep. Obviously, my podcast co-host, you know, Elliot and I have gotten into a lot of arguments about that. He's a Gannon defender. But the one thing you can say about Jonathan Gannon's defense last year is they play well against bad quarterbacks. They're going to play a lot of bad quarterbacks. Yeah, and and now I, I'm excited to see Gannon this year because there's more talent to work with. Like, Me too. That's why I – And it seems like he can actually maybe play the scheme he wanted to play in the first place too. Yeah, so. it seemed like he – I mean, just the way they've done this offseason. Yeah. They wanted to change the scheme. And look, I'm not a Jonathan Gannon guy. I was, I was per- personally unimpressed last year. But it's definitely notable that the rest of the NFL thinks this guy's a star. Like, I – Clearly, from the interviews he got, and it's the uh, old boys network and all that stuff plays a role in, in interviews. People and all think that. he's smart, obviously. People people are impressed by this yep. guy. So, you know, it was his first year, too. We talk so much about Sirianni, first year as head coach. This guy's first year as a defensive coordinator. So, as much as I ripped him last year, I definitely would not be shocked if all of a sudden this year we're like, wow, look at Jonathan Gannon. All yeah. Right. And, and the silver lining, obviously, is if he's good and they're good, we're probably going to lose him in a year. He's, well, yeah, yeah exactly. He's, he's going to be exactly. a head coach. But you know what? I'll, I'll take that. It's okay. If the Eagles are good, we'll take that. James, this has been a blast. This oh, flew by. This is awesome, man. I can't believe we're done. It's like, already? It's I know. Over? Went by this is great. 12 and 5, 11 and 6. Yeah. I'm just, I'm good excited vibes. that we got to be the first voices to do the game. Me Tomorrow, too. everyone else on WIP Me will too. do this as well. Me All too. right. Um, James, thank you for hopping in. James, back tomorrow with the midday show. Yeah, we hear me do it again. We will do win loss tomorrow. So you know, you get extra great. twelve hours yes. or whatever to think about. I'll be it. Like, guys, I already did this. I'm yeah. ready to roll. Listen, you figure it out. Go ahead, yeah. to camera, Richie. <laughs> All right, James, back tomorrow. On the other side, we will get into leading off Phillies and the Dodgers. And I have some not great news about Bryce Harper to pass along. They checked his elbow out again. We'll give you the latest on that and uh, everything you need to know for the Phillies and the Dodgers. That is coming up next on Sports Radio 94 WIP.